everyone left last night. It was just me and Leanne, and Leanne just loves the idea that this is our life now. This is our <laughs> life. Just dying. Let's start digging our holes. We're going to die soon. Die, can you smell it? It's in the house. Death's on us. Fucking Jesus. 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You look amazing. Oh, that's so, thank you yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm down 248 is my weight right now. Whoa. Yeah, and I've lost uh, an inch and a half of my waist. Nice. Three inches on my belly. Uh, I've gained size around my chest mm -hmm. and my neck's down an inch. My arm's up an inch. Are you yeah. having someone measure or are you just going on a scale? No, here's the deal. What, what point in your life did you decide to get proactive about anti-aging? Um, the... I don't know. Because you're two you're, or three. <laughs> two or th Have that, you seen my baby pictures? I look, I look like the cat lady that got her face changed into a cat. Uh, can I tell you a joke that I'm I that I want to tell? I'm I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it because I because I want to tell it in my special. But it's so it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> you're doing it at uh, in Omaha. Yeah, I'm shooting in Omaha. I just now started getting back into my. Here's the deal. Uh oh. I I have a problem. I, I got my testosterone tested. How'd it go? Extremely low, like, like, alarmingly low. Uh oh. But I think it's because of alcohol. Does alcohol drive your testosterone down? They say that a lack of alcohol. So I kind of quit drinking a little bit because I want to get my testosterone up. I've always made a deal. I can drink as long as it does not genuinely affect my health. But if it's going to affect my yeah my, me working out and stuff, yeah. then it's going to it's going to bother me. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's also does testosterone get pushed up or down based on like the things that you do that aren't necessarily quantifiable like drinking or smoking like doing stand-up like doesn't that raise your testosterone to be like in front of 30,000 people being of the man I don't know if so Tom's testosterone is through the roof did you see his Denver show <laughs> no oh. Bonkers. it's an animal it's amazing people that many people are interested in a guy that is so difficult to talk to <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I, it, it is a pleasure to be doing my final appearance. You are the easiest on. person. Here's the deal. No joke. You are the easiest person to talk to. I could do a podcast once a week. You're you the easiest person to get to do a podcast. <laughs> hey, write this down so I don't forget it. I want to find out who New York, how New York podcasts go. No, but for real, me and you, I think are two of the easiest people in the world to do Correct. a podcast with. I could, I could talk to you. I can talk to anyone about anything. Yeah. Truly anytime. Yeah. I will change into a different person. If I need to develop an accent, I will. 
I'll play into being older or younger based on who I'm talking to. I'll be like, oh, these kids these days. And then I'll be like, oh, these boomers. Like I will, I become a different human being to shape shift in order to cater to your conversational limitations. So why I do the same thing. I'm so agreeable that like I've nodded to like, <laughs> to like I've been in the car with an Uber driver who was like, here's the problem with Armenians. I was like, I know, like in the back just nodding. Uh-huh. But I also prefer bad, boring small talk to silence. Silence is unbearable. It's the reason both of us aren't with Barry Katz. <laughs> because Barry Katz made a business out of silence. He would go, he would call you and go, hey, Papa. By the way, I know Barry's watching this. Hey, Papa. <laughs> I, I'm certain I'm going to get a text. How was your weekend? And I, I, I got to a point where I thought, I thought he actually put the phone down and would walk away because he wouldn't reply. And by the, But I hate silence so much that I would just divulge everything. I'd be like, it was good. It was all right. I mean, it was, I bombed. I, I I could do better. I need to work on my writing. I think I have a problem. I need I need therapy. Like, and by the end, he's like, uh huh. It's just letting you spiral. Yeah. Basically. People who like silence, I don't understand that. <laughs> Hold on, Neil Brennan said something once. I don't know. I think he did this as, as a joke once, but because I was like, truly, I was like, I don't think I can handle silence. Like, I will st- I will talk until someone just interrupts me. Like, yeah. I, like it'll just keep, I got on Prozac because some of it is like an OCD thing. Is it? Uh, some of it is not being heard as a child either where you have to say everything a million different ways. Or having a parent that, yeah, okay, keep going. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say that out loud. I would say a parent who's not, who's inebriated, who's distracted, who's not yeah. sober and you're like having to say things 50 times or you're the youngest, you had to ask 50 times to go to the bathroom or pull over, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. What was I saying? I don't know, about uh, silence. Neil Brennan once said. Neil Brennan said, he's like, I'm so afraid of silence. He goes, that I will tell someone else's secrets just to keep a conversation from ending. (laughs) So it'll be like, anyway, so. Do you hear that Mark got Botox? (laughs) 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 It's just like the most fucked up thing. (laughs) I like Neil Brennan. I'm shocked I don't spend more time with him. Um, yeah, I mean, you're a busy guy. It's like, you know, you're very busy. I, I think we have a similar thing where it, it doesn't occur to people to ask us to hang out. Yeah, I've never once had anyone, I've never once had one comic ever say, hey, would you like to go get some lunch today? Like, and I know that people do that. That makes me think someone like needs a place to st- is in trouble. Really? I would if someone asked me to have lunch. I know you're in trouble. Like, how much do you need? Well, I think I also had a big shift. I also had a big shift from uh, being unsuccessful to being successful. So there was no middle ground where I could. Yeah. And I didn't start with a group. Like I didn't start. I was. I was. I've always been by myself in mm-hmm. stand up. Yeah. Like when I started, it was me and Dimitri Martin started the same day, and then he just kind of skyrocketed, and I worked the door. So like I just. You know, it's like Big J was younger than me. Kevin Hart's younger than me. Like Bobby Kelly's older than me. I never had my group. How did you know that you and Demetri Martin started comedy the same day? We were in the same room. Whoa. Yeah. When you guys both met and were like, we're both doing comedy. For the- I was like, hey man, I'm Bert. And he was like, I'm Demetri. You're funny. I was like, he, by the way, Demetri Martin was funny out of the gate. When I moved. And he's still, and by the way, he's still funny. And I yep. will watch him on TikTok mm-hmm. and cry laughing. And don't get it twisted. He, when he is live for tons of people and he, cause we did um, oddball together yeah. and it would be killers that did something different. Jim Jeffries, Hannibal yeah. Burris, whatever. Then he'd go out with his guitar, speaking of silence. And he would go in with like really quick crowd work yeah. in between if he had to. He's, he's extremely. Cause a lot of times you go like, okay, let's see if this is precious. Let's see if this holds up when you're yeah. following Joey Diaz. And like, he's a fucking monster. When I moved to LA, 
He was Elvis. He had oh, gotten yeah. a deal at NBC for a ton of money. I remember this. I remember this. I, I want to say this was like on the same day. And so, um, and he had sold NBC T-shirts for their Christmas gifts. So he got like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal. Sorry, Dimitri, but like a quarter of a million dollar deal. And then on top of that, had a business where it was shirts where you could write what you wanted with. He gave you letters, mm -hmm. and they had Velcro on them, mm -hmm. so you could write the thing. And NBC bought like you know. 10,000 of them to give to all their employees for Christmas. It's also so fascinating because during that time that I think I was sort of too, I was too young. I looked up to him. I wrote him an email saying like, hey, I'm an aspiring comedian. Can you give me some advice? And yeah. to his fucking credit, he emailed me back. I really? was just a nobody, nothing. I didn't attach a picture of my tits. Was it, was it, was it a, was it a uh, strict stick drawing of, <laughs> of one stick getting head from the other stick? <laughs> Sorry, I know, Dimitri's not that guy. He does a joke. That was a joke. He's a, but it's not child he does, porn. Pull up Dimitri Martin's art, Halston. It's not child porn. It's child drawn yeah. porn. It's drawn by, drawn by children. He is, you and him would get along like or have the same brain because he is someone, he gets up every, like when I, when I met him, he would get up every morning. He'd write 10 new jokes, 10 it's new drawings, and 10 new uh, anagrams or, or whatever they're called, <laughs> algorithms. Pentagrams. Penta, whatever He's not writing thing. algorithms. What's it when it reads the same way? Wow. Like oh, it reads, a, uh, wait, mom. not onomatopoeia. Oh, a thing that like race car is the same forward as it is backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race uh, car uh, is palindrome. The same, race car is the same forward as it is. The word race car is spelled forward and backwards the same way. Do you know I'm going to bring that up on a plane next to someone? Did you just learn this? Race car. Look at the word Shut race up. car written out. <laughs> it's Ohio? No, Ohio's, Ohio's not, not no. one. Ohio's definitely not race one. Race car's one. You're race writing amb amb ambigram. An ambigram is different. No, I think that's a palindrome. Uh, an ambigram, reflection ambigram is a design that can be read when reflecting a mirror vertically, horizontally. At four. I think this is an ambigram. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's an ambigram? Hold on. I'm learning, I love to learn something I've never, I've never heard of an ambigram in my fucking life. In my I've heard of anagram. Life. This to me is what I think when I think of that. I've heard of a of a, a mammogram. Mm -hmm. Remember this? Nothing. Yeah, what's that? Oh, that's a that's the movie from uh, the it's a, the thing. It's like a, it's something we all just drew on our notebooks in yeah. high school. I don't know what it's called. It's like a it, it's a thing that looks like a little mini rope that you drew. I think that's an anagram. Palindrome, Palindrome is race car forward and race car backward. Yes. Ambigram yeah. is. Where it, it Ohio O H and then it looks like an H O, Ohio oh, is an ambigram. If you, oh, you reflect it in the mirror. It looks o -H, the same. And then and then if you it's the it still it says O H. But it, if you look at it this way and then you look at it this way. Got it. Why is this important? Body and yoga, huh? Anyway, back to Dimitri's. And onomatopoeia is when you, the sound like shh. No. Isn't that an onomatopoeia if it's spelled like... Google onomatopoeia. <laughs> onomatopoeia. Shut, you're just fucking me up. Because I speak in onomatopoeias. You actually do. I speak in onomatopoeias. You're doing, um, what is it, ASMR at all times. Well, I, I stopped. And that's that goes back to these baby strokes I think I've, I must have had at some point in my life. It, it, I just think about jerking off a baby. I don't know why. Like, I, <laughs> like can we say like premature? No. Premie stroke. <laughs> I hate you. See, don't make that sound. The sound is definitely the and worst then, part. So wait, the formation of a word from a sound associated with what it's named. Sizzle. Yeah. 
Cuckoo. Yeah. It's like a sound spelled out. Gargle, clap, zap. Yeah. The pitter-patter of feet. Yeah. You know, he... Where are you on books? You've written books, right? You have one I've book. written a book, yeah. I thought you were talking about reading them. That's zero still. <laughs> I'm not a big reader. Like, yes. I, I never... I, w I wanted to bring a book. We're leaving for Italy tomorrow, and I wanted to bring a book to take with me. But I want a book. I want an Italian book. I want a book about Italy. I might. How about that one about the mafia? About that guy that infiltrated the mafia in Italy? Uh, yes. Yeah. So remember, because I did that Silvio Berlusconi podcast for Wondery that was about like Italian, like the prime minister. No, what is it? Called? You would love Silvio Berlusconi. He's like like the Trump of Italy. And what, can you just look up the name of? It's a guy that infiltrated the mafia. And it's about what it's like to be in the Italian mafia. And he's been exiled from the country. I think he's hiding in Canada, maybe. It's supposed to be great, but like a great way to, like the Sicilian mafia is not a joke. No, yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's like about the way it operated in like the 90s. I was actually having uh, trepidation mm -hmm. with whether or not um, I should be posting on Instagram while I'm there because I, because I have, because I was like, I was like, but then T.I. posted when he was there. So no one's gonna rob him, right? Like there's rich people in Italy <laughs> that are probably on Instagram, right? Is this the dumbest thing I've ever said? This is one of the top five, I'm guessing. Do you think you're the only person in Italy? Do you think Italy's like a third world country? No, but fucking Leanne's got me like we're taking we're not taking our watches. Like Leanne's got me like in my head. I'm like, there's people with more money than us in Italy, right? She was, I was like, there's kind of like, what the fuck? God damn it. No, Why the fuck would I ever listen no, to my fucking wife? No, here's the thing. No, it is, it, it you, yes, to be safe, but are you guys going to be going to like no. flea market or like, uh, no, we're, and we're with a fucking concierge. Like, where are you, st are you staying in a hostel? No, we're staying at like oh. really nice hotels, five star hotels. Like, we're, it's a really expensive fucking trip. I don't think you really have to worry about it. Because, honestly, I feel like at this point, you losing a $50,000 watch is worth don't more. Don't have that. I don't have that. No? In the store, it's $10,000. $10,000. That's the most expensive watch you have. No. But, that's the, I mean, that's one I wear, wear every single day. Okay. I wear this watch every single day. What watch do you wear? You don't wear a watch. I don't wear yeah. a watch, but I really want to. Really? I, yeah. You know Kevin Christie. Um, uh, uh, he knows a lot about watches. He knows a ton about watches. We almost started a watch uh, a watch circle of people who could text about watches. A neighborhood watch? Because, um, God damn it, hilarious comic out of uh, Phil. Uh, Dean Phil, Del Rey. No. Yeah. Well, uh, Phil Manley. Phil Hanley out mm -hmm. of New York. Google, please make, I gotta fucking say his name right. Phil Haney? I, I, am I saying it right, wrong? I, I don't know. We were gonna start a, I think it's Hanley. That, what is it? Phil Hanley, yeah, I was right. Sorry, I was he, wrong. He knows a lot about watches. There's someone like, named Haney too, someone Haney. That's Alan Havey. Alan Havey. Mm -hmm. Alan Havey went to Florida State. I know when I'm in over my head. <laughs> Alan Haby. There's two dudes that were older than us that were comics. One was a cunt and one wasn't. It was Alan Haby and Rick Okerson. Rick Overton. Rick Overton <laughs> okay, and guys, Alan Haby. You guys, I actually, this is not a baby stroke. This is a large stroke. This is a large stroke. I feel like, I, now I feel like I'm the only person that. Do you remember those guys? Like though? if you're having an actual stroke, <laughs> I'm the only one that can do something about Here's it. Here's the thing about baby strokes. They say that you can- they, No, they, you have said comedians and names wrong that are your I, friends. Are, are, did I just say both those names wrong? Alan Havey and Rick Overton. Okay. You but know, did you, you see know the, But did you see the loop that he went on? Did, I, did anyone else see that? I don't, I'm not even you aware of it. You said Rick Overton's name 
wrong and then corrected it without like even blinking. For real? Yeah. Vic Overton yeah. is an Emmy Award. I remember I had, to, I had to memorize what to say to bring him on stage. He's an Emmy Award winning uh, writer mm -hmm. who has written for the likes. He wrote, uh, his writing included Dennis Miller Live. Uh, I was, thought I was going to say impolitically uh, uh, incorrect. He is an Emmy award-winning writer who wrote for Den Dennis Miller Live and was in Groundhog's Day or something like, I don't know, maybe he was in Groundhog's Day or something else. He was, no offense to Rick Overton, he was very aggressive to me when I was younger. Oh, that, you know what? That, I was listening to uh, Ron White on this show yeah. with Tom. Yeah. And they were talking about- That was about, a great podcast. It was, it's incredible. He is a fascinating fucking dude. But you know what else? What? I learned something because I did text Bert yesterday because I listened to the episode, your last episode, trying to get caught up. And you, he, you said, oh, uh, you were talking to Ron. It went well. That's so weird because you're so hard to talk to. Yeah. And he kind of like missed it. It like kept going. And I was yeah. like, finally, someone said it. And it's it's more you and I are just on a different frequency. We're like spazzy yeah. and like we cut ourselves off. Ron White's a difficult guy to talk to in all honesty as well. But well matched because they both are kind of like are okay with silence and it felt, it just did, I did, you feel like you're moving through molasses in a good way. It's like when two fat people fuck. <laughs> They're like, we're not gonna expect much out of this. Let's lower the lights and let's just see what happens. And and then if, if I look good at a point, great. <laughs> and then if you look good at a point. Ron White, like I, I met Ron White. I've met Ron White, Ron White a couple times. Now I know him. Like He's now amazing. I legit know him. But like the first time I met him, we did a podcast and you could tell, I, I, I actually thought to myself, I don't think he knows what this is. I don't think he knows it's a podcast. And I know he had done Joe's, but the fact that we did it yeah. at his house, he was like, what is, like, is this like a soundbite thing? Yeah. Because it was a really, it was a good conversation, but like, <clears throat> there's some people where you have to really go and then, and Tom's that way. Mm -hmm. Like he did Are You Garbage, not to like out, no, it wasn't Are You Garbage, it was another podcast. Uh, but we might be drunk. And they were like, I was like, how's the podcast for Tom? And they're like, slow at points. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're but it's so funny because you're like, yeah, that's what like, but he here's the thing. But also he's earned the, you know if he's not being funny, that's a choice. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24 seven by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost. So you know what these diamond grades are. You know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this, like 
I always see it as an opportunity for me to calm the fuck down because I'm such a high-strung spaz. That I, I wish I, I actually took a Xanax on accident one time and did radio, and it was the best radio I've ever done because I listened. And I was like, I should take Xanax every time I do radio. Because if I'm not, yeah. I will, especially if I do radio that sucks, I'll just talk over them and go, just give me the 15 minutes. I got this, that, guys. That's the most annoying. It's Kiki and the hyena. Yeah. Like, so, I literally had someone Down say to me. Down with doodoo in the worm here. Bert I, in studio. And you're going to eat bugs. Like, what? I said, I had someone say to me on radio the other day, so, so tell me, man, what, what got you into comedy? And I went, oh. And I was like, um. And then at that point, I said, I will start speaking for this whole interview, and I'm not going to let him spot. And I said, in 1997, I was written up in Rolling Stone magazine as the number one party animal in the you country. Started from and the I started from the beginning. I said, you brought this on yourself. You're a psycho. You brought this on yourself. That's psycho. Uh, I moved to New York to start stand up. Six months into doing stand up, Will Smith discovered me. I moved to LA. I got a TV show with Will Smith. I started doing my own show on the FX show, which turned into her. Did you still talk to Will Smith? No. You know what? I actually wanted. I to... bet he would do your podcast. Can I tell you? It'd be a really smart move. I actually, did you watch his apology the other day? I did. Mm, thoughts? I mean, the guy is, you know, I, I what are yours? Uh, mine are very intimate. Okay. So like, you talked to Georgia the other day. Mm -hmm. And Georgia and I have gone through many iterations of hiccups, mostly caused by me. And I, I don't think I realized that entirely in, until recent. But like, like, okay, like this is a perfect one. This is, Georgia May is making fucking salmon. Joseph Pistone. Uh -huh. Is that who? Me? Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the no, book? No, that's Donnie Brasco. Uh, no, that, like it's basically a, a book um, that is yeah, about a guy that infiltrated the mafia and then wrote a book about it. This is not him. It was like in the last 20 years. So. Sorry. So. I can uh, Google it. So. Georgia is making salmon the other day. The salmon that we had in the, in the fridge from. Uh, from when we did Something's Burning. She's making salmon. Okay. And I said to her, is that salmon still good? And she goes, yeah. And I went, that sounds like a person that didn't read the date on it. And I said, do you look at the date? And she goes, yeah. And in my head, I thought, it's funny. I don't remember the date being on it when I saw it, but whatever. She read it. She can't be lying. And so I said, cool. So I grabbed the other part of the salmon and I started cooking it. And then I started eating it and I was like, this tastes odd. And I was like, well, she read the date. And then I finished it and I was like, this did not taste right. Oh, no. And I lean over and I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, well, I can't, that's quick. And I go, Georgia, did you look at the date on that? And she went, I think so. And I went, and so then I start getting angry. This is make me puke, just think about yeah. it. Yeah, well, the salmon was fine, okay? The salmon was fine. You puke? No, but, but I definitely caused drama where there didn't need to be drama, and I set it up, and then all of a sudden, you can see her shut down a little bit. And so I think that's happened a lot. This is my defense of Will Smith, by the way. I know that he's gone through a few iterations, like his son was dating Tyler, the creator. His son was anorexic. Um, Jada has, has, has been somewhat publicly unfaithful to him. Um, his, like his family's, his family's not, his family's not in a situation, I would say, that his, his grandmother, who used to play the lottery every mm -hmm. day, and she would always, I think she lived, I, don't, I think she lived in Philly, but she would go get her lottery tickets every day, very simple, very like yeah. family woman. It's very far from where it is today. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people don't validate 
how different the world is for him today than it was and how many of those changes he probably wanted to fight against Mm -hmm. instinctually but had to overcome and how that fucks your brain up at a certain point. Well, there's a couple things, and you'll just tell me if this sounds right at all. He was, I mean, the most famous person in the world, uh, you know, I think without a doubt. Probably the only person, Tom Cruise, I mean, before Top Gun, who knows now, but he was the only person, him and Sandra Bullock were the only people that you could really just go like, he's starring in this movie, give us $50 million. Yeah. Like only, only one. And, you know, I think, remember when he like had a hard push on social media out of nowhere, we were like, why is Will Smith like in the jungle making videos for face, like a travel show on Facebook? Like it was, it was, it was an odd look because I thought it was beneath him, but it seemed like I seemed like he was he's trying to like reach was, out to young people, I, I get a like new was, audience. By the way, if he said if he said, "Yo, what I was doing there was I was trying to get in front of where all my colleagues weren't yeah. and reach an audience," because The Rock was doing videos with Logan Paul, mm-hmm. and then Will Smith, I thought, I bet he thought I could just be bigger than Logan Paul, yeah. own the internet, and then when I have a movie drop, I got all these people to touch out to. But what he had no experience with was feedback. And all of a sudden, this guy who was only told, you're the biggest and best in the world, best in the world, but no one, no one was like, hey, Collateral sucked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah, or was yeah, that yeah. the name of the movie? What was the one where it was the poster where it was like just, um, maybe it was called Fragments. It was something, I don't remember. Concussions. But yeah, it was one of those. And then he had a bunch of bombs. And then all yeah. of a sudden he's on social media. And I don't think this is a guy who had ever heard anything negative about himself. And all of a sudden people are like, you suck. Your wife's cheating and on you. And everything's been, everything's been uh, almost like, like fabricated to protect him, mm-hmm. meaning like the one pushback he got was when the guy tried to kiss him and he slapped him in the face. That's right. On and the it was, carpet. and then, and it, and by the way, that comes out as Will Smith's homophobic. Cut to a couple months later, his son's dating Tyler the Creator. Right. And so, like, right. so, like, there's a there's an energy that I believe that he's had to try to overcome, which I think has been probably while he landed in Scientology. Well, because by the way, look, we're both like it's it's funny when like people that are sort of like publicly unhinged start going like, but this person didn't handle themselves properly. Like we're both people that take our shirts off on stage and do shots. Up, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that we're able to be serious about this, yeah. I feel like tells you everything you need to know in terms of like the, this guy's a performer. He's a professional actor, one of the best we had. Like if this guy, if everything was operating reasonably in his mind or balanced in any way, he would be able to act. Like he had composure in that moment. He had, I mean, how long did it take for him to get up there? 15 seconds? It was like, think about it. One, two, th- you, th- four, four steps in. You're, you should be able to go. Any well-adjusted person would go like, okay, let me, you know what? I want to hit him, but I'm going to turn into a noogie. You know, yeah. what? I'm going to turn into a fake punt. I'm going to give him a hug. I'm maybe gonna... maybe he did that by slapping him. Uh, maybe he was going to knock him the fuck out. Oh, and then that was the de-escalation? Been, yeah, no, I, I'm certain it was like, I'm going to fucking kill this man. But, and then he was like, God damn it. Maybe I can turn into a slap. And then maybe, I don't know. He was about to win an Oscar when this happened. And I know this is late for us to be talking about. No, well, because but, he just but, apologized. But, yeah. but it's crazy because he was... 15 minutes away from accepting an Oscar. That's what uh, Denzel said. Uh, when you're at your highest point, that's when the devil comes for you. But but imagine like how lost he must have been internally. What would you have done? Everyone asked me that. And I, I always say, if, if I had been Chris Rock, if if hopefully this would have come to my brain. Well, that's so funny. You see yourself as Chris Rock right there. <laughs> I, I see myself as one being made fun of. Jada? No, no. Like I see myself as Will, like someone going, uh, "Bert's wife's here," 
and or Bert's daughter's here, right? And then making a joke, yeah. And then how would I react to it? But you're not just a regular Joe Blow reacting to a joke. You're a performer that's yeah. been to this ceremony 40 times. You know what the deal is. This isn't someone randomly disrespecting your wife at a bar. This isn't a stranger just saying your wife's bald. This is a one of the best comedians that ever lived. <laughs> yeah. But they have all this history. And I think that like what, what does scare me. What was the history? Uh, well, Chris had made jokes about Jada in the past, which is his job as an Oscar host. Well, it's his host. job, but then you wonder, you wonder. Is there like like uh, something. You, you, something you can tell on a podcast? If you podcast listeners know the things we bring up a lot are our things. The thing we bring up the most is our thing. Say it again a different way. If you hear a comic talk about cancel culture too much, there's something they're worried about. God, yeah, yep. <laughs> if yep. you hear, yep. if you hear a comic come on and go, here's the thing I don't like about I don't read comments. <laughs> they probably read comments. So what is it? What's all the, what does it mean when a comedian talks about trans people a lot? <laughs> no, you know what I can't say? You know what joke I can't say? What? Um, you guys don't have to worry about trans people having sex with your kids. Like they don't need, you know, help getting laid. They have Eddie Murphy. They've got <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the other ones I want to say. That was like out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like in the news. I, 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 but like, so I don't know where we were going with this. Uh, the Will Smith thing. But here's the thing. I if, if he had like disrespected me like that, I feel like I hopefully would have been able to say like, Will Smith, I did not think that this was how you were going to come out of the closet. But oh my God. <laughs> because first of all, the slap was so Broadway. It was so, <laughs> it, was so it was so like, it was, it was like yeah. Hamilton, you know, it was so ridiculous. And then also it's like, you know, any excuse to touch a man, huh, Will? <laughs> Like, it's such a, it's a, it was. So here's my question. What does she have? What does Jada have on him? Photos, videos, what? Why when she, he looked at her, saw her reaction and it was more worth it to him to do the most shocking woman in history that will ruin his life forever and destroy his legacy. Then go home with that. I mean, it's gotta be photos, videos. That's how Scientology the, the, controls the people. The, the problem is, is that this whole incident has turned Jada into what everyone has greenlit as a monster human being, like a really horrific. Did you see the video of her where he, she's filming him and he's like, stop filming? I did see that. That is hard to get past once you see that. I did see that. The guy looks road hard and put away This wet. is This is what I, and this is my point of this, is that I am here for Will Smith's redemption 100% because he is the reason I got into this business. He gave me a deal when I was six months in and took me to Hollywood, taught me how to pitch a TV show, and by the way, has always been cool as fuck to was me. Was he with Jada at the time? Yeah, and by the way, talked glowing about her. Yeah, no, but, that was always But was thing. like a regular husband. Like a regular, like the way I talk about Leanne, but I'll still say like, yeah. God damn it, she's beautiful. He was a regular husband. Yeah. And, and was not fucked up genuinely wasn't fucked up was a person who listened and would talk yeah and that's why i like i mean I, i'm not i definitely don't think i reached out to judy and, and was like uh hey someone reach out to will smith and let him know i will do a podcast with him he can have final edit talk on it, it yeah. i will definitely talk through all of it and I'm, I'm not as big as chris rock but rock but i'm definitely a big comic rocks aren't i doubt rock will ever talk to him no rock chris rock's never but chris rock yeah. has nothing to benefit to ever forgive him but let me ask you a question do you think because sometimes we're so like hollywood hollywood and my brain is like oh well this is someone that's been infantilized for so long and hasn't had to deal with consequences and the, you know whatever the narcissism 
like, does this just, ha- this might just happen, you know? Like, if two people have been together for 20 years, you're in a, you're in a small town, 50 people, whatever, the local bar, you hear a rumor oh, yeah. that the girl has been with someone else, the wife, da-da-da, and then some guy goes on stage who's the local piano player and makes a joke. What if someone that works in insurance sales goes up and hits that guy? Are we having the same, con- like, what is that? Yeah. Like, does it have to be also because of Hollywood, these people are acting crazy? I think stuff like this happens in the real world, too. Just it looks different. It looks different and you don't lose your job. You don't lose your career over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tricky because for when growing up where I'm from, if you hear someone's dad like hit someone, it's handled. It's the best rumor that can be going around about you. Yeah. Is that your dad just like lost his mind (laughs) once and like hit my prom date? Yeah. Like that's the best protection against everything. Like, but here it's it's the worst, oddly, because I guess we respect him, so, uh, uh, Chris, so much. It's, and it's was just not. It's at, here's okay. So I was talking to John Chris. I've brought this up now twice, and he was talking about cancel culture. He got canceled for rollerblading with a bottle of with a water bottle full of vodka with a, a fan of his and trying to kiss her. He got what got his his cancellation. I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure there is more nuance than any like any of the cancel people. That hate How can nuance get more detailed than rollerblading? It was that was. I mean, that was a specific. Well, that was the. That was the. That was the. Uh, well, the, that's that. That makes me think she was very young. No, no, no. <laughs> the she rollerblades was, is what she was. She was. I uh, no. I, I mean, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. I think she was just a fan. She yeah. was Christian. Yeah. So she thought he wants to go rollerblading. You know, like because she's Christian, she was like, "This must be just." Yeah. Ro- I can't believe my favorite comedian. Wants to actually go. See, my brain is like me. Cleveland Steamer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reverse. Cat. What's rollerblading? Like, what <laughs> se- gross sex act is that? Yeah. You know, it's when I moved to New York. Anytime any celebrity wanted to hang out with me, I was like, they want to fuck me. I thought it about Will Smith. Um, I know a lot of people that do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought, why would he want to hang out with me? He wants to fuck me. And there are Christians out there that are like, no, he he wants to see how good I rollerblade. And so, <laughs> so, so. Obviously, I'm a ride or die for John Chris. I love the guy. Yeah, so, no, he's hilarious. I love him. He's fucking hilarious. And so, um, and I understand he's- It seemed he's, like that was a ticking time, Ma. I mean, when you're, I, I feel like we're seeing a lot of guys learn things that they should have been able to learn in private and public with yeah. getting really famous really fast. And like, you have to play defense. You well, can't you, be friends with your fans. You, you're not trying to, you're spo- yeah. definitely not supposed to fuck your fans. That's yeah. like rule number one. Yeah. And so, but what he said was, I got canceled because But that's I also was, kind of dark too. What kind of person fucks people that think they're actively not funny? <laughs> like you have to find people that are like, I hated well, your last special. I'll tell you what kind of person I am. <laughs> uh, Leanne doesn't find me funny at all. <laughs> she definitely has notes. I told her a joke today and she was like, let's not put that in your act. And, and it's the joke that I go, it's going in my act. It's going in my act. I, I, uh, and then I had to rework it. I'll tell it to you after the thing. But, uh, cause I don't want to burn it on here. So, but I think what happened with Will Smith is everyone saw him as family friendly, mm-hmm. our hero, saves the world. Yeah. And when you see him go off brand from what we signed up for, that's when you go I like- I think that was part of the Aziz thing too. His book was like, I'm a dork and I don't get laid. You know, it's like, if if, if your thing is, I'm a scumbag, I'm a scumbag, and then you're a scumbag, everyone's well, like, yeah, not, well- Not totally. But if your whole thing is like, I'm this dork that doesn't get laid, and then you're, everyone's like, wait a second, you lied to us. I don't even care what you did, but you betrayed us. Is that something, Never mind. Hmm. Anyway, nothing, nothing. I have a list of things I want to talk to you about you about. Okay. So we'll, we should probably. But I've already been on your podcast recently. I know, I know. This but, is but, for, this is your, y'all's fans. I feel like I'd rather talk about your stuff because they're here to. They I'm are. so sick of myself. I just did, thanks oh, you to you. Did a fucking... I just did Legion of Skanks live. Yeah. Which was so fun. Well, by far my favorite. 
Legions of Sin. It was so Why fun. Why did you have Gamora typed up, Halston? Oh, I was thought it was Sodom Oh, that and might be what it's called. I'm going to look it up. I will find it, and hopefully you can. Is there a Barnes and Noble still? Can you like go to yeah, a Barnes there and is. Noble? I went in and broke in and signed to all Tom's books. Did you really? You didn't see that? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I went in. I was like, they don't know who the fuck Tom Segura is. That's really. And funny. I just walked in here. Pull the video up. <laughs> That's really. Is it, dumb. Where is it up? Do you you know where it is, Halston? It's on my YouTube. I did uh, while you're pulling this up. I did. Are you garbage? Which was so fun. Uh. How great are those They're guys? They're the best. It is so wholesome. They basically just go down, like ask you questions about your childhood. And like, it's interesting. I, I said I, they they were here, and I was like, I was like, uh, oh here here here, throw your headsets on. Oh my god! This is for everyone who doesn't know. My buddy Tom Segura has a book called "I Don't Read But I Write." <laughs> Congratulations! We have Mr. Tom Segura. He's in the Barnes and Noble Studio City, located at one two one three six. Ventura Boulevard. I'm shaking. South side of the street. It looks like a movie theater. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. I am signing these books. <laughs> I'm put my nickname, the machine, no there. I'm no super way. pumped. They're here. They'll be up front. Come grab your copy. I like to play alone, please. Thank you very, very much. I'm afraid to go back into that bookstore because I'm afraid she's going to go. You're an asshole. Acting like Bert, you're acting like this asshole whose book yeah. just came out. Who's <laughs> being like fake humble? It was the funnest I've ever had to be. I was being, I had smile, I was shaking, and I was like, "This is, this is what life is supposed to feel like." That energy was so much fucking. When you're fun. like nervous, you mean? Nervous so, as shit. So did you do? Okay, did you shoplift as a kid and/or do like prank calls? I, can I tell you? Uh -oh. And I've said this, and I know that I'm going to come out as a hypocrite because this isn't accurate. I never did prank calls because they made me uncomfortable and I never shoplift because it made, I didn't want to get caught. You felt guilty or you were too scared of being embarrassed? Some people get off on shoplifting. Uh, Mark Norman. Oh, really? Mark Norman shoplifts all the time. Still. Makes him feel alive. I've heard that. Yeah. The rush is supposed to be amazing. Does he keep it? Yeah, keeps it. He'll just walk through, grab an apple, eat it. Just... Can I tell you though, when you go through with something like accidentally and that alarm goes off, I don't feel like I could be like, what? Like it it jars you, like it, it hits you in your bones, that yeah. sound. When the, the alarm goes off, I, I, I get, I'm waiting to get tackled as I keep walking. <laughs> but if you can get through that without looking guilty, you might be a sociopath. He must steal stuff without like uh, those oh, no. things on him that explode, the ink oh, yeah. markers. Well, he steals small stuff. Like um, he's a, like when we were in it when we were in Europe, he just walked by any place in the airport and just grab a pack of gum and just walk out with it, and I'd be like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "Hey, shoplifting keeps me alive." He loves it. He shoplifts all the time. I hope I'm not genius. speaking out of school, Mark. But no, it's honestly there's definitely been times where I've like grabbed an apple or something and I'm like waiting in line, I'm eating it, and I'd be like, oh, "Fuck!" And I've definitely like. I definitely feel like I've done that, but I have to be the person that goes back and no. like pays for it later. I'm calling Mark Norman right now to oh, make sure we can God. keep this in the podcast. <laughs> it's so because funny. Because he, lo he loves it. But it's, yeah, that, there's some people that will go in to like Neiman Marcus, they'll put a $3,000 jacket, they'll dress for shoplifting. Oh, I have friends that Baggy stole. Baggy jackets. Like legit stole in college that they would go in and then they would put on clothes and then take them home. God damn it. Joe's podcast is fucking fascinating. Wild. Because well, you, you get into it and you're like, 
And like it'll it'll give you panic attacks at time. The other day Huberman's lab was on and he was like he was like, There's a different type of person that drinks alcohol. Sometimes it's guys who find euphoria in it. And I was like, God damn it. it what is he gonna say next? Cause that's me. <laughs> Can I okay. I I follow Huberman, love Huberman, big fan. All these science guys. Huberman is someone I end up I end up, what's it called when you take someone's big theory and whittle it down to a nugget and go, great, polar plunge. Uh, like, what? Like sizzle, I sizzle his, that's an anamonopoeia sizzle. <laughs> uh, I take everything Huberman says and then I go, cool, water, sauna, polar plunge. Distill and it? Distill it. Okay. I distill down Huberman more than yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. in the world yeah. where I'm like, I, do, I don't. I can't. I don't have the attention span just to listen to all of it. Just tell me what to do. I trust you. Man. I don't need to know how it happens. I don't need to know why. Just tell. Like literally, tell me what to do. Yeah. But a lot of that, though, I this is a, a very odd take. I know, but all a lot of science, like you, you're like, who was in the study? Like, I don't. No one I know was like. You, this is only true about the weirdos that sign up for studies <laughs> that needed fifty dollars cash, like real quick. Do you remember? Do you know Yoshi? I think comedian, so. Oh, yeah. Korean comedian who was born in Japan. Yeah. Japanese Korean who was born in Korea, whatever. Yoshi, God, I hope I'm getting this right. I hope this was Yoshi. <coughs> I remember texting him one time going, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm laying in bed. And I was like, oh, or some, I forget how it went. And he was like, yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing some trials for some medication. I can't leave bed for like two weeks. So I'm just laying in a bed for two weeks taking these medications, seeing what it will do to my body. And they were like, and I was like. Is it a clinical trial for something he had? No. He was just letting them test medicines out on him. Ooh. That's yeah. wild. I, did, I used to do cr clinical trials and stuff when I was like, needed money, like back like, in the day. Like, what's that? Well, what's it would be like product testing and clinical trials. So they'd be like, hey, like, you depressed? I'm like, yep, yeah, sure. Like, you know. And you, I can get depressed. I can get How real much? fast. Yeah. And then you go and, yeah. You mean the shit I've been saving off? You know what? I'll just think about it for a week, see you know what, what happens. Yes, for me to, for 50 bucks, go take a <laughs> pill from someone I don't know that's not even FDA approved. <laughs> if I'm not depressed now, I'm about to be. So you would take a pill for like two weeks and they'd be like, do you feel better? And you'd just lie. I don't know. I didn't know how really? I felt back then. There was no What's way of telling. you've taken that you go that fucking, like cocaine, that fucking works? I've never done cocaine. Oh. Isn't that weird? And now I feel like I missed my window because of fentanyl. That because oh yeah one time my aunt uh gave me some when i was like very young teenager and i like licked it and it made my tongue numb and that's all i oh that was clean yeah sweet. oh sweet uh, marijuana works you remember the first time that marijuana worked on you it wasn't until pretty recently really i did not uh, marijuana did not agree with me until a couple years ago actually over the pandemic i like took the opportunity to like learn about weed and like go like oh this doesn't work for me edibles doesn't work for me like sativa like a couple sativas that's that's what works for me and i think it wasn't until the pandemic where i was like oh this actually removes stress instead of adds like panic xanax works it works it does ev xanax is uh but xanax, how many milligrams i i take 0.25 do you do it to sleep no i do it not to drink nice i do it like like uh Secret time. I took one last night mm -hmm. because we're going through a bunch of shit in the house and uh, like just a lot of drama. We're getting ready to leave. And so you're packing and, and George is going to college and there's a lot of hot emotions. All George's friends are leaving. She's going to be alone for a little bit. Like it's just all this stuff. And then and then everyone left last night. It was just me and Leanne and Leanne just loves the idea that this is our life now. This is our <laughs> life. Just dying. Let's start digging our holes. We're going to die soon. Die, can you smell it? It's in the house. Death's on us. What do you want is your last meal? 
<laughs> fucking Jesus. What do you mean? She doesn't say that. She's she's fucking. She just she says she distinctly says this is our life now. This is what our life's gonna be. Just me and you. Just me and you. Oh just sitting here. Two old people reading the book. And she's I'm like planning to kill you. I'm like I'm gonna die by. I'm gonna fucking leave. Let me make some more toast. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, and so that was her last night. And I was like I was so depressed. I was like this can't be what life is. It's just me and you. Packing not, for a trip to Italy. No, what no, a nightmare. No, no, we weren't packing. We were just sitting there, and she was reading a book where the crawdads sing for the third time. <laughs> She's reading a book for the third time, and I'm just sitting there watching the sunset going, someone's living a beautiful life. It's not me. I'm just sitting here watching this woman age reading a fucking book, and she's loving it. She's like, look at this. Oh, it's getting cold out. Old people think it's cold all the time. Do you want a glass of lukewarm water? She said, do you want some tea? And I was like, tea? Fucking Casamigos. Pour it down my throat until I can't see you. I'm going to fucking kill her. I do feel like Leanne has has turned a corner. (laughs) You have no fucking idea. I think she's just been so excited to be like 95. Like she's just like, that's how she got through this. It's like one day I'm going to be able to just sit on my lawn furniture with, I, I, I drive up. She's reading the Scarlet Letter, like the, like an original copy. In the front, she was reading it in the front yard. Yes. You know what she said to me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some time for me and go play with the cat in the front yard and read a book. And I, I went. I walked out. I was like, I was like, is someone have COVID inside? Why is she outside? Like it was so hot. It's so hot out there. And then I walk up and I'm like, oh, is this your cat? She's like, no, this is a neighbor's cat, but yeah. prefers living over here. So I just hang. Out. And I was like, yeah. you. She are- just adopts animals and buys properties. That's <laughs> all she does. Person. Today she's today she wanted to go look at houses because she she wants to move all the podcasts and something she wants to move everything into a new house so she wants to buy a new house to move all our all our stuff so into. that would be the workhouse and this would just be- and it would have offices and it would be like and so we're looking at properties and I was just like don't you though like as you get older like just the simple things you know what I mean hold on define simple things and I'll tell you what because I right now I have a list simple okay. things I have a list simple things are important like okay. if simple things can't make you happy. You have work to do but on say yourself. Them, say, say what you think these are, because I know what mine are. I love watering my lawn. Okay. We have different simple things. <laughs> but here, do you know what I realized? Because you know when you get to that point in your life where you're doing something you saw your parents do? Yeah. And you're like just doing it because you saw it? Like, did you ever um, have parents that would just water the driveway? My, uh, my dad. Hose down the driveway. One of my dad's favorite things to do was to get in the pool in his underwear, tidy whities and then push water onto the deck to clean the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love, love that, guy. that. That I, is a form yeah. of OCD I identify with. I, and I've done that a lot. But do you ever as an adult realize like, oh, I thought they were crazy. Like, why are you cleaning a driveway? It's outside. And yeah. then you realize, oh, no, they just need time alone. So They're just when, making up a thing to do. I think when I first, when we bought that uh, the first house we had, I was about to say what street it's on. But when we bought that first house, I really genuinely enjoyed um, – watering the planting stuff watering stuff Ugh. watching stuff grow like so it made satisfying. me made me very very happy um but i didn't i didn't do any of this yard our lady did mm-hmm. our, this all this yard so i don't really have any attachment to anything and i and i also feel like i can't cut anything back i see it's not your baby to yeah you're not invested isla did the rose garden with leanne and lisa mm-hmm. so she, isla is a part of that rose garden so yeah. she goes out and cuts roses all the time she waters the roses Last night, oddly enough, I did water. I listened to Stavros and Pardon My T- on Pardon My Take mm-hmm. last night. 
And so I did water the parts that are almost dead. Doesn't that feel good? Like it, it, it actually does. What are the little things that make you feel good? Like just simple little things. Um, you okay. know what else is my favorite? What? When you take the when you rinse the house down and get the spider webs. Uh, I used to love doing that. Why does that feel so I don't, good? I don't. Okay, then then I think I'm, I'm maybe I have a disconnect with this house because I don't really feel like anything's mine here hmm. because I think Leanne did it all. <laughs> Can you just look at the wall behind him as he says that? <laughs> I just don't feel at home here. Like, I don't feel seen. <laughs> I, uh, the old house, I could, I would do all that stuff. Cause like I, I built, I painted the door. Mm-hmm. I, uh, put in all the ficus in the back. I, I did all the landscaping. Do you I, still I, own that house? Yeah. Okay. Cause I recently, for the first time in my life, went to a house that I, I lived in for 10 years, sold it. And I was in the neighborhood and I was like, let me swing by and see how it's going. Like, let me say hi to the people yeah. who bought it. Oh, yeah. You know? Do you, oh, you you sold it. I sold it. And they've been living in it for a couple of years. And I was like, oh, my God, I should go, like, say hi and yeah. like, introduce myself. Yeah. Like, she knows it was me, whatever. And I and you think it's going to be this incredible, like, homecoming, warm welcome. <laughs> I literally walk in. I'm like, hey, I just want to see the house. They're like, hey, can you look at the fucking guest bathroom? Were there roots? Were there roots in the plumbing? <laughs> Were there roots in the plumbing? What is it with this fucking sprinkler situation? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, it was a pleasure to swing by. Wait, what was the... What was the progression of houses that you own? This is the most, this is going to be the most elitist conversation you're about to hear. Can I tell you something? This is the least, I have listened to a couple episodes today. This is the least elitist. I, Ron White was like, I spent 1.2 million on yeah. my jet. Yeah. And- well, Tom, no, but people know that I have a problem spending money. Tom loves spending money. Yes. Like Tom loves. He loves earning it too. Oh, he, he He's wor- making but- it. <laughs> he busts his ass, but but he doesn't have he he doesn't mind uh, he doesn't mind he likes nice things. Yes, I don't. I have a problem with nice things. Interesting. Like, well, I mean, I have a ten thousand dollars watch on. That's a nice thing, but in the scope of watches, it's yeah. not like what I should have bought. I like I I should be the guy that you know yeah. has the really nice one. But it just doesn't fit me. I, it, it feels weird on me. Why this one? Like, what about this one? Like, it fits you perfectly. Like, how does a man choose a watch? It's funny. Uh, the watch kind of chose me. The lady just, I went to the place and uh, in Vegas, I wish I could say her name. She's awesome. She's my watch person in Vegas. So if someone steals your watch in Italy and they're like, the watch just chose me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's <laughs> You're not going to be able to argue with them. <laughs> my buddy stole a hat out of a, out of a Jeep when we were in high school. And he goes, I don't know, man, the hat was talking to me. And it made total sense. So, but, um. No, I, I I went in and I I knew I was making good money in, in Vegas and I it's hard to get a Rolex and so it's really hard to get a Rolex right now like impossible. Is that the number one number one? If I have twenty grand and I have to buy a watch gun in my head, I'm not even entertaining. Other- I couldn't even be the I, I'm not the one to tell you okay. because um, that's a great Patek time to call Philippe Phil people like. I wonder if I have Phil's number in here. Patek Philippe. That's the one everyone wants. Is like that like if you're like I'm gonna invest in a watch that will never lose value. That's the one. Call Phil Hanley right now. You think he'll answer my call? Mark Norman didn't. No, I also texted Mark Norman. Hey, everybody, it's Phil. Please leave a message. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, no um, one you call answers. No one. Let's I see. have a new number, so Let's no one see. knows it. All right. Phil, Patek Philippe. But what is Patek Philippe? Swiss? I, I don't know. But it doesn't sound like Je- it. Yep, Gen- Geneva. Patek Geneva. Philippe, it sounds, I thought they were in, in uh, like in Pakistan or something. There's a website. It's called I Want to Buy a Watch. Him? Kevin Christie. Uh, it's oh, called, yeah. He knows he a knows. lot about watches. It's, there's a great website called I Want to Buy a Watch.com. That's where I got something from here and I ended up returning it for a weird reason. But um, they have incredible deals. This is where um, uh, 
uh, Kevin goes, and you can trade in, and they're incredible. But they have some really incredible 80s Rolexes that I love. Uh, but some of them that are self-winding, is that self-winding? <coughs> yeah. Or is that a battery? No, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, it's, I don't have to put a battery That means in you it. have to always wear it. You can't take it off, right? No, I take it off all the time. Oh. I just I just put it back on. I take it off for workouts. Huh. The but I I know I liked I like Rolexes. I think I always like the the I liked everything about them. Me too. But I always feel like for some reason Rolexes it's like USC or something. Like so many people have faked it. I always feel like a Rolex is fake. Well, yeah, and and by the way, there's so many cheat codes on a Rolex. Like the one I wanted was the white gold Sky Dweller. It is like I think a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jesus. But for twenty five thousand dollars, you can get a stainless steel Sky Dweller. And it, and it looks identical. What's the one that Ellen had in her special that was 300000 Oh, I think it's the white gold cunt dweller. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I'm, a, I'm an Ellen fan. I'm sorry. I'm an Ellen fan. No. But I couldn't help like... the joke. Which one did Ellen have in her special? She right had that. one in her special. Because I remember Neil Brennan, ha- like he, she, he worked with her on it or something. And I remember she gave me Ellen DeGeneres. One, I want to say. Uh, good luck with this. No, do not put watch Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Austin. Which, by the way, really quick, um, I think I have a theory about why she's grumpy sometimes. Why? I found out that in China, the name of her show is just called Dancing Lady. Because, you know, in China, they oh. buy your show and they can change the name of it. Like, they don't have to call it what you want it to be called. She has a platinum day date Rolex. Day date. Uh, put in Netflix special. Netflix special. Yeah, I just I get I get weird about expensive. I, I worry about messing them up. And when you get shitty ones, they last forever. I'll get a waterproof the, swatch. Like it's wait, I'm sorry. Nothing. This is fucking hilarious. What we're about to say the name of the watch, the price of the watch she bought, and here we go. It's not, not allowed. Is this Phil? Yeah. Hey, it's Bert Kreischer. Hey, Bert. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. I'm sitting with Whitney Cummings, and we're talking about watches. And we're talking, and, and we. I thought I'd give you a call. We I brought your name up a couple times on the podcast today. I'm pee. And, oh, really? Yeah, and we were talking about what. What is the first of all? We said you were hilarious, which you fucking are. Yes. So, oh, thanks, so I thought I'd throw that in first. But uh, what is the uh, best watch, like brand watch, that you can buy? Uh, uh, I mean, there's like you know, like small, small people that you know make like. 200 watches a year but i would say that people have heard of my personal choice if i was to like break the bank i'd buy a patek okay that so patek philippe and that that is that a swiss watch yeah patek yeah. sounds indian though right uh patek philippe yeah, i guess it does but it's yeah no they're swiss and so and so out of the patek like like when you say rolex everyone knows the one you want is the stainless steel white faced daytona right yeah i mean for sure, but I mean, also at the moment, that's like the trend. But I mean, like you know, a gold, um, a gold Rolex or like the the gold Daytonas with the green dial. Like yeah. People like nickname the John Mayer. Those are really hot too. But uh, or the like with all the 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 uh, rainbow Daytona with uh, those are like two hundred thousand bucks or something like that. Oh my god! So what's the Patek Philippe we should look at? We're looking at watches on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would look at. Um, one of the perpetual calendars ones or i mean the like the hot hot one or also the steel um like the nod list yeah the, the, those are or the gold like a gold nod list or like the steel nod list i think they're oh type in nod list at the bottom list. see nod list at the bottom right there oh yeah that's a good looking watch 
Oh, Dude, wow, those are, and those are like, you can't get those for love or money. That's really? beautiful. Yeah. And they're so 70s. The design is so cool. So I the Nautilus, it. that's um, designed by a guy named Gerald Genta, and he did the Nautilus, and then he also did the Royal Oak, the AP Royal Oak. And those are like the two kind of hottest watches right now. Those are like the two hardest watches to get. How much? How much are they? Probably $225,000. Uh, yeah, like if oh. you get a gold, you to get, I mean, like, I think retail, a Nautilus, like a steel one's probably like closer to 60, but now, yeah, they're like, what's the, like the, the watch market. Remember when we talked to the seller, I'm like, the watch market's about to drop. And yeah. so they dropped, but I think like around just like a gold, uh, full size Royal Oak, like a jumbo, they're probably like, yeah, like 200 grand or something like that. Is there, is there like, hey, Whitney Cummings here, tight, tight, strap for cash. Um, is there a version of this watch? Like, you know how like, you know, there'll be like a, a gold, platinum, and then there's like a steel version that's like yeah. five grand. Like, do they have that for this? Like, like Yeah, they, this steel, it's funny, like Rolexes, the steel sports watches, that Nautilus is considered like the, the Patek sports watch. The steel ones are worth like, can often be worth as much as the gold ones. What? Same with Royal Oak. The steel ones are worth so much. Can I say something um, else? I like a, a trend. I like a leather band. I don't. Really? Yeah, because I want to shower with it. My favorite, I would do it. My favorite watch I've ever had was a Swiss Army watch. I know it's back in the day. I was like in you know college or whatever, and it was a leather band. I wore it every day. It's the only watch I ever, never took it off. Really? Mm -hmm. Swiss well, Army. You, you should look at some of the, like the Patek, um, like the dress watches or the like the perpetual calendars and uh with like the moon phase and stuff like that and they'll be on like a leather strap and those are crazy those predict the moon like if it's going to be a full moon or a half moon or whatever so does the iphone 20 years <laughs> hey how come you don't have a watch podcast uh called I, watch this i i don't know if i don't know if enough, like i don't know if enough people would listen dude it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what matters is you know, you know the people that met, you know you'd be brought up by every fucking comic, yeah. And the fucking the community, like, how many free watches do you think you'd get out of that? I mean, I I'm fine with just I'm fine with paying retail. Like, if I could get a Patek or get Rolex for retail, yeah, I'd be fine. Could you but imagine buying the the Panda Rolex for fourteen grand? I'd be like over the fucking. I would feel like I was getting it for free. The, dude, can I? Is is the the I'm going to Italy um, tomorrow. Is there any oh, is there any hookup? Is there any chance Ooh. I can buy a, a Rolex in Italy for a good price, or one that's specific uh, to Italy? Because like, I, I buy a lot of vintage stuff. Like I'm really into like vintage Rolexes, and Italy has a bad reputation for the for putting like you know not not that it's a bad like they wouldn't have all vintage parts. It would be like yeah, this is all original. And They're slimy bad. worms. Yeah, Just no, say it. We know. We, we I've seen the movies. But Bert, if you go into an AD, you're going to walk into an AD and they're going to be a huge fan of yours and you're going to get an uh, a Rolex for retail. What's an AD? Uh, an authorized dealer. Authorized dealer. Oh. I got, we, I had a, I have a great, great, great lady. I wish I knew her name. I'd give her a shout out. Look at this A great place. lady in Vegas at the Crystals Mall. And, and so she knows Dave Chappelle because, and Rogan, because she knows them. She says to me, the watch I have right now, she says, let me... Let me just go get your watch. She goes in the back, pulls it out. She goes, this is your watch. Look at that one. That's very similar <clears throat> That's to yours. beautiful, yeah. And so 
I, I give Tom, this is an inside baseball watch story. So I give Tom the hookup, right? I text, yeah. I text her and Tom and I said, Tom's going to be in Las Vegas. He, uh, is coming in. He'd like to buy a Rolex. He knows more about watches than I do. You guys are going to get along great. She goes, great, Tom, come on in. All I know is the conversation ended with Tom going, how many can I buy? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he was like, he was just going to clean them out and buy all her watches. How does he store them? Are they in like a, Yeah, I I don't know. Tom, Tom has to have a watch case of some sort. I have a safety deposit box in New York. Do you really? Nerd alert. (laughs) Dude, please, please, please start a watch podcast. Start a watch podcast. This is what you do. You start a watch podcast, but you travel, right? So you do yeah. it at people's houses, and then people bring out their watches, and they tell you where they got them. You can get Russell Peters, David Spade. Oh, yeah. There's so By many the guys. By the way, John Mayer would do John it every Mayer, episode. Dean Segura, Del Rey. Rogan. Rogan would do it. Like, because Rogan's really? favorite watches are like are like weird, kind of like a $2,000 watch where he goes, this is the fucking watch. It's uh-huh. a fucking you know, like, like it, it, I'm telling you, man, because I know for a fact I bring out my my Phoenix mm-hmm. garment, my Garmin Phoenix uh, 6X. I bring out, I have two, three Rolexes. Like, I would, I would love to, t- like, and I don't need to spend the whole conversation doesn't have to be watches. That's a jumping off point. But it would be so Where cool. Where did you get it? As a fan yeah. of watches, you I get Ellen DeGeneres. That's the, your white whale. Oh, she'd yeah, do it. I mean, yeah, she's got some crazy... Crazy, crazy, crazy watches like vintage Daytonas and stuff like that. Yeah, and can yeah. you tell the watch she wore on her special was five hundred thousand dollars, and the name of her special five hundred thousand, and the name of her special was called Relatable. Please tell me she knew it. I hope she knew it. I hope she knew it. So funny. Ellen wore. You ready for this? Uh, what was the what was the name of this this one? Roll up a little bit. Uh. It's yeah. I think it's the panda. The Daytona reference sixty two forty one. Yeah, well, those like those those vintage Daytonas. The reason that the new steel Daytona, the one that did you end up getting that part? Uh, I'm waiting for my birthday on November third, but yeah, it's a oh, panda oh, dial sweet. with a back black acrylic be- bezel. Yeah. Well, no, that's just that. No, that's a ceramic bezel. Yeah. So that they're like indestructible. But the reason that that watch is so hot right now is because it's, it looks like the vintage Daytonas, like the Paul Newmans and um, the vintage Pandas. That's why that watch. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm like God. sweet talking to Nadine trying to hey, get one. When are you coming out to L.A. next? I'm coming out because my special draw, I, my special comes out September 22nd. So I'm going to come out to hopefully do podcasts and to promote my special. Please, I'm literally please, buying please, a watch. Please, please, I'm please come do right my now. podcast and do Whitney's oh, podcast. Look, look, I'm buying. Look what I just found. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's whoa, a whoa, Rolex whoa. with Text a. Text it to Phil real quick. With a pink. It's not super fancy, but have I you. Bet, I guarantee you he's going to have notes. Have you ever seen a Rolex that number? has a pink dial? Do you have his number? No. Yeah, right. she's looking at an Oyster Perpetual. Yeah. Talk dirty to me, Phil. It's called yeah, uh, Rolex. No, it's an Air King, fifty five hundred oh, so custom. Like a vintage one with like a shiny pink dial. It's like a, I'll send it to you. It says custom colored hot pink dial. It's. You ca- should look look at the pink. Here, I'm stealing your number to text one. you. Pull it up, Hulse. Whoa, look at these pink ones. How sick is that? I've never seen that like before. Because I cool. always feel like I always just want <laughs> things to be like slightly more like feminine. Hold on. Who? What is happening? I don't, I don't know. know your number. Hang 
It's, hang on, go Ryan. like this, go like this. It's right here. Oh, ugh, this is like, fucking, I'm so too dyslexic for this shit. What would you say is Bert's worst quality? <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any, hold on, do you have any I stories about Bert? I bet you have some, know some shit. How long have you known Bert? We, we only really I, hung out a couple I times. Have, I, have, I haven't observed any bad qualities of Bert's. Okay. By the way, I'm telling you right now, I'm trying to get, I've been trying to get a Rolex um, sponsorship since I worked on Travel Channel. It's like been one of my big. I've never seen them do one. Oh shit, yeah. I've been trying to get them to do it. It's one of the reasons I started Two Bears Racing, no joke, because they're really big into into watches for race car drivers, like oh, yeah. the F1 people. And yeah. so and so I thought we start Two Bears Racing, Tom's into Rolex. I, I just really think it would be cool. Like you said, I don't need free watches, but if you can get me a, a hookup. Yeah, retail would be fucking amazing yeah yes but uh but you have to do my podcast when you come out here and you have to do whitney's as well i would love to do both i'm gonna i'm planning on coming out the week so the special comes out the 22nd of september so i'm planning on coming out uh, the following week let's go to i want to buy a watch together and we'll shoot some shit Ooh. That'd be fun, be fun to go. Let's go. Let's the three of us go to an authorized a, dealer. Hey, let's do this. I'll get a hookup. Yeah. Well, you and I will both buy a watch. Done. Whoever's is more expensive has oh. to pay for the other ones. <laughs> no, I got a better. No, whoever, I, whichever one's shit. Whichever. How about this? How about this? That's a good. This is a good idea. Like, <laughs> so we're gonna. We should do it. We'll do a video. We go. Me and you. Me and Whitney will go to an authorized dealer with you. We'll go in. We'll each buy a watch. Sorry, Mark Norman is calling. We have Ryan Haney on as well. Phil Haney. Phil, sorry. We got Mark Norman on the phone now, too. This is a four-way podcast. Ask Mark Mark about his uh, uh, shoplifting. Mark, do you shoplift a lot still? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the airport. But I don't steal from people, but uh, like a little 7-Eleven, I'm all over it. (laughs) Just like a Hudson News. This podcast is fucking... Okay, we just want to make sure uh, Bert didn't want to be sp- speaking out of turn. Enjoy right, I'm gonna text Costa you, Rica. And I'm going to set it's you up, me- and we're going to do a, 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 a Rolex bit when we come out here. <laughs> we love you. All right, sweet. Back. I love to, man. Right. Awesome, man. Congrats on the special. All right, love you, bye. Thanks, brother. Uh, can't wait to hang in L.A., and thanks for calling me. Yeah, of course. I'll text you right now. Okay, say bye to Brittany. All right, bye. To Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. It, I mean, well played, sir. Well played. You know, Tom's going to love this episode. Really? He's going to think this, because he loves, this is what he likes talking about. I know. I Well, I've actually, believe it or not, uh, decided to go through the world as a conscious person. Um, it's a new thing. So I like listened to a couple episodes instead of just coming on and being a spaz. And I was like, okay, the pace that y'all do, you're hanging out. You're hanging out. But there's, so when, when we do this episode, normally we don't put up, any, we'll put up a couple talking points of things right. we want to hit. Right. But normally... We blow through those in five minutes and then are forced to talk genuinely. So today, I, w- I got done. We were looking at houses. And I got done and I came back. And I and I said to Leanne, I'm going to go lay in bed and think about things I want to talk to Whitney about. I'm going to put, I'm living life like a conscious person. So normally I just come back with you and I go, I was like, but that she has a new special on Netflix. I should talk about that. And then Leanne said, what do you want to talk to Whitney about? And this is the list I came up to. About. Um, uh, I don't know why I said that. What? Um, oh, now Kevin Christie's calling. Oh. Kevin Christie so here with Burt Kreischer. So is a black panda a good one? Uh, 
went gross. Okay, we have a couple questions for you. Ready? Yeah. Is the Black Panda a good watch? Uh, which one? The Black Panda. The Rolex. Rolex. Uh, Daytona. I, a Daytona Panda? I don't think that's a real watch. So, someone said white dial or black? You mean the black dial with the white? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's great. What are you going to pay for it, though? 50. 50? <laughs> oh, are you fucking with us now? <laughs> Why, is that good? 50 for the Steel Daytona? Steel Daytona. It was, I think it was made in 1980. There's three of them. They want to give oh, us each. Oh, 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 You mean the Panda, the old one? Because the new one's called the Panda also. Yeah. It's, uh, it I think Daytona it's a 37 millimeter. It's yeah, got a black, black acrylic bezel. And, uh, does it say Daytona in red or black? It says it in red. It says it in red. Yeah, 50 is good. 50 is good. That watch is incredible. Okay, we're going to buy three of them then. For what? Okay, what? don't make who are you buying it from? This guy, <laughs> this guy Ricky. Okay, that's not enough info. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ricky from Van Nuys. Yeah, Van Nuys. Is that clarify it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay, and then we were trying to understand why is Patek Philippe, is it superior to Rolex? Like, what would the equivalent yes. be? Would it be like Patek Philippe is Chappelle and Rolex is Burt? No, Patek <laughs> I'll Philippe, take that compliment. Patek <laughs> Philippe, that's not a bad, Patek Philippe is the best. Rolex is like Brian Regan. It's fucking great. It's but great. it's, you know what you're going to get. It's Patek. The thing about Rolex is the movements are solid, but they're not like heavily refined or super interesting. Whereas, like a Patek Philippe, like the annual calendar will keep the date right for 400 years and it's not a computer. Right. Oh, and cool. the level of finish is insane. Like, like you, you can look in the backside and it's like everything's hyper finished and crazy. Is and there... the, the people that buy them are like sheiks. So, like, yeah. It's not, you're not like, no one's casually buying a Patek after a good year. That's I was going like, to say, so like, there's no way to get a Patek Philippe under like, like a, there, you can't get a steel one for like seven grand. Like, no, no, no. Their entry level steel watch is 30,000 bucks. So Even pa- the, the, like a nice old one, it, I think the cheapest good one's <laughs> like 10 grand. So Patek Philippe is the, um, it's the best. Uh, what is the, uh, 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 Rolls Royce of watches? And Rolex yeah, is the Mercedes. Mercedes, essentially. Yeah. Okay. I liked being called Rolex in that. Yeah. I, look, I love Rolexes. Be very careful where you're wearing them because people are getting robbed like fucking crazy. Okay. Many- <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay. So Bert's going to Italy tomorrow and he goes, you know, I don't know if I should bring my watch to Italy. Like what if, you know, like he thinks he's. You will get robbed in the valet at your hotel. Really? <laughs> yes, Leanne was right. I watch videos all the time, dude. These guys just wait outside nice hotels and look, and they just look at wrists. They steal them out of your fucking car while you're driving, dude. Whoa. So you're don't bring here. it. Is there somewhere in Italy he should buy a watch? Like, is there any, uh, like, vintage place? I'm not aware of, like, the Italian. Uh, Europe's expensive. You're mm-hmm. going to pay more in Europe. Really? To be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that Daytona's rad. It's a good buy, but just make sure that the person selling it to you is really, really Ooh. legit because those dials, you know, there's a lot of people being squishy with those dials because the difference between the right dial and the wrong dial is $10,000. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Tourists Just make sure whoever sells you this watch isn't named Ricky. 
go to go to write this down go to craft and tailored Dot com. I don't know if they have a panda, but I know they have a silver dial one right now for around 50. And I've just found a Rolex with a custom neon pink face. And I'm about to send I mean, it to you. I don't think it's custom. They did a pink dial perpetual like two years ago. It's not custom. They did a pink dial. Oh, They're, okay. They cost a That's fucking beautiful. What's that one? That's the black with the red. I love black and red together. I do too. I'm sending this to you now, Kevin. That guy is a really reputable dude. And, uh, yeah, you, you want to pay more for a Daytona if you know it's right, because if it's wrong, you are fucked. Also, how expensive was Ellen's watch on her special relatable? 300 What did it look like? It, Wasn't it a Paul Newman Daytona? Yeah. I mean, those are 500 grand now. <sighs> you were right, Bert. How but did... she bought that, like, 15 years ago, probably for 40 or 50 grand. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were low. They were, like, you could get them for 30 40 50 Like, when John Mayer was cornering the market on them he was probably paying 50 grand 40 grand what makes a yeah. certain model be more valuable all of a sudden Ooh. like someone wears my, wa hey, my watch costs more is a thousand dollars more now like what makes the price go up of a watch there's just less of them it's just eccentricities rarity like paul newman was wore that paul newman daytona people didn't like it but he wore it and like those daytonas the early 80s ones oh, they were dogs no one wanted them but like they over time Kind of the ones that no one wanted become the most collectible. Huh. And those old Daytonas have really Which is why good Bert's movements. now seeing success. Same with comedy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like a Daytona. <laughs> He's the Daytona of comedians. Well, you're the, you're the 80s Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we love you. Is this All right, I'll see you tomorrow, Whitney. Okay, Kimmel? love you, bye. Is this Archer and Jimmy Kimmel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I, don't let me forget to run a movie idea by you. Okay. And then I also want to talk to you about um, how I yesterday snapped um, and a kid, a, a group of kids were driving so fast through my neighborhood. I walked up to their car and it was all blacked out. And I, when I get angry at someone, I walk up to their car and I open the driver's side door. Oh, okay. That's also akin to a carjacking. Like that's the same Is thing. Is that illegal? It's illegal. Why? It's, I think it's breaking and entering or Into something. A car, but what if they were are speeding on your street? Like these were kids that were like 16 that were like <clears throat> up on my cul-de-sac, like whatever. Just fucking hauling ass. But like speeding so fast. Even me, I, I text and drive, drive fast. I'm the asshole of the neighborhood. If the asshole of the neighborhood thinks you're being an asshole, like I was like, guys, this is insane. Yeah, I, uh, I have, well, here's the problem is that there is, I went to therapy for this. Is there, is there something you can do to affect change for real? The only thing you can do, I believe, in that situation is make the person think you're so crazy that they don't even attempt to fuck with you again. Here's the problem, though, that you, they kind of know where you live. Yeah, they would have to narrow it down, but then they also, again, they know I'm crazy. I looked them in the eyes, and I'm actually was a little bit worried about it because what the kid in the back started filming, and yeah. I looked at, the, I was like, WhitneyCummings.com, please post it, tag me, find me, anyway, and I pulled his glasses off his face. Oh, please let this video go viral. Please let this video go viral. Please let this, and you just smudged them and gave them back. Like now you have to drive careful. And then the kid was like, get out of my, like the white kid was like, the other ones like were like, had manners. Yeah. They're like, we're so sorry, da 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 da. And then the kid that I took his glasses <laughs> off was being such a little bitch, I like threw it back in I his found face. that smaller white boys are the most disrespectful white humans alive. Can I, I tell you something else I did? This is wild. What? 
up at like the top. There's like a mountain behind my house where kids go up and they smoke and they drink. And we all did that. Yeah. We all did it. Yeah. I watch it. I will keep all your secrets. If you're a teenager and you're doing something like safe and yeah. whatever. But this was up where there's like fires. Oh, yeah. You can't be up there smoking cigarettes or smoking blunts. If you're vaping, it's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll look the other way. But like this is literally the LAFD helicopters are right fucking over there. And we're, and so these kids were smoking like a joint. And I was like, hey, you guys can't do that. Like, you know, this yeah. is a fire zone. And then I lied. They go like, well, what do you have to do with this, ma'am? And I went, well, I'm a volunteer firefighter. I don't even know what that is. Is that even a thing you can be? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm, not, I'm almost 100% certain that the women don't look like you. But also, <laughs> but also, why did I say volunteer fire? Like, I, I offered up my services, and now I'm here? I work for the FBI! I'm a, it was like a weird lie that I thought was going to work, and they, we both looked at each other, but I had to, like... like. Oh. So then he walks, they ignore me and walk away, right? It's like this couple that's, like, stone, and they're, like, smoking away, they walk away. I had, a, like, a half-full kombucha... Well, this story, this story is the whitest story I've ever heard. I had a half full kombucha. And I had a half full kombucha. And it was just, when someone is that disrespectful, all bets are off. And I just get like apoplectic. And I opened the door of the car, which was obviously the parent's car. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, this is your parent's yeah. car. And I empty the kombucha on the seat, <laughs> closed the door, and went home. You should do a series of videos called, You Thought That Was Karen? <laughs> And just, you take things to the next fucking level. But that's, I feel like I stand by some of these actions. I Is actually stand by, I, no, I stand by, I stand by some of the things that I've done. Like, uh, like right during the, the beginning of the pandemic, a little few, few weeks in, me, Georgia, and Isla were walking the dogs. I told this on another Two Bears one time. We're walking the dogs. And then we have the neck gate. I have the neck gaiters on. And it's around my neck. And Isla and Georgia... Uh, have their masks on, but they're holding them because it's all just us. Yeah. And a woman comes by with her cell phone. I can't tell if she's live streaming or talking on FaceTime. She's got a mask on and she goes, and yes, they don't have their masks Whoa. on. And I went, you're a cunt. And I remember thinking, oh, if that goes viral, do you know the worst one I ever did? Hmm. I, but by the way, you're in front of your kids. Like you just came for me. Yeah. Like, what is this new thing where someone thinks that they can do something shitty and there's no consequence whatsoever? Like, oh. this is the real world. And and when someone, I've never been the person that was like, got kids driving through the neighborhood. It was so fucking dangerous. And I was like, I can't make you stop. There's nothing I can do except scare you and make you think I'm so crazy that it won't even be worth it to you to fuck with me again. There's been times, think about how it affected you as a child. There's been times when I remember having guns pulled on me in Florida when we were driving too fast. Oh, And dude. that'll slow you down. I remember when I was a kid, we would toilet paper people's houses. We would egg people's houses. And when someone, all of a sudden, someone's uncle or someone came out with a gun, you never oh. did it again. <laughs> Over. We stole a dude's uh, lawn jockey in high school. It, it, was a, it was a scavenger hunt. <clears throat> Me and three dudes, I won't say their names because I know no one's going to edit this out because Nadav's barely listening. <laughs> Me and three dudes who were all related. They were two, all three cousins of different uh, kin, but all three cousins. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, these like blackface were, ones. Yeah, they were pretty racist. They were all over Tampa. Oh God, I they remember were these. All over Tampa. And so one of the things was to steal a lawn jockey. So we stole it, and the dude came out. He had a Honda CRX, and he came out and he pulled up next to us. We were on, get, turning left on Bay to Bay, and he pulled up to the right <laughs> of us and he po pointed a gun <laughs> in the car, a gun, long narrow, like a fifty-seven long-barreled yeah. gun, 
And the dude driving, who I'll just call Fritz, was like, pull the trigger, motherfucker. And I remember going, that's not what you're supposed to say. And then we fought this guy down Bayshore. I mean, down Bayshore. He jumped onto a car. He, It was the most insane, crazy experience I've ever had in my life. And I've never stole a lawn jockey since. Can I tell you? Because it's also, that's so racist. That's exactly the person you want to steal from. But also, my brain goes, if that's on someone's lawn, don't fuck with that person. Well, that, it wasn't racist back then. They were all over Tampa. People didn't know that that was It was racist. But- well, it was. It's just we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no one knew yet. <laughs> yeah. As I remember saying, uh, I remember saying, uh, I remember saying to, uh, to, Ali Sadiq, I go, do you remember when, do you remember when it was okay to wear blackface? And he goes, it was never, never okay. okay. And I go, no, but you remember when they did it, but no one said remember anything. Remember when and we were goes, all the time? He goes, and it still was never okay. <laughs> like, I realized this the other day when people are like, you can't say retarded anymore. You can't say retarded. And I'm like, I feel like we've tried, like anything you substitute it with is going to be an insult soon. So when it's I was. The, yeah, it's the intent. But when I was in high school, like early high school, maybe middle school, I was put in reading group like did you have reading groups we had gold blue and red uh i was i had a, a really hard time reading me too i was in the gold group and you think like gold is like gold be, standard yeah who wants no, to be in the red that was the retarded kids oh really so <clears throat> people you couldn't say the word retarded but people like oh hey gold group like yeah. it was you were saying the same thing just with a different they, actual nomenclature they had a class at our school at, at another at adjacent school where they didn't, they it was a, it was a portion of the grade, and I I don't know what they were trying to I don't know what the intent was, but the name of the thing was called boom boom, as if like you're in the boom boom classes, and the boom boom classes meant you you had a hard time reading and doing math, and I remember just that you would make fun of you should be in the boom boom room or your your classes are so loud they have bass like <clears throat> but. Anything, that's a Stanhope joke. You know that, right? No. Before it was, before it was, it was retarded, then it was mentally, no, it was idiot. They were called idiots at first. Yeah. And then morons. And then uh, imbeciles. Right, right. And then, and whatever it is, that's what the words kids are going to use to insult the people. Right. I was trying to, I'm trying to work on a bit right now about, the thing about having kids is you are become more sensitive based on the fact like you, you your language changes because you're afraid your kid might be that thing hmm. like i don't make fun of like uh gay people or transgendered people mostly because that's also a pretty cool thing not to do but, but like hmm. i don't say like like any gay jokes at all because i'm like my kids might both be gay i don't know that yeah and i don't want them to have a dad that they're afraid to come out to right because i've have this history of talking negatively about transgendered or, or gay kids or they're gonna right. date a black guy and they're like i don't want my dad to meet this guy because you've heard the shit he said in the car sure, sure. so that was one of the first things the only reason <clears throat> you don't say the n-word constantly it's the only reason <laughs> the only reason is because one of them may date be deep black woman yeah. or a woman yeah, or a woman oh my god i mean god can you imagine that Hey, no, <laughs> I, uh, I have so many fucking jokes I've just written that I want to tell you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all these jokes about, uh, the trans stuff right now. And it's actually really working. Like it's, it's, it's weird because it's like, I'm not even trying to like make a point. Cause like, I think Chappelle's so brilliant and I don't want it to feel like 
a reaction to that or anything, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, it's my actual experience of like having so many, I mean, I live in Hollywood or whatever, so many like drag queen friends and trans friends. And uh, it works a lot to like go against all that. Like pe people like it. It's like, there's a way to make both ways funny. What's interesting is like, I wonder if the... Because like, I say, I mean, I say though, I say, I'm like, yeah, like trans women, they're angry. They're a nightmare. I understand why Is that guys, one of your June gloons? Yeah, that's a June shine. Do you want one? Uh, it's good for your tummy. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. You won't have a headache tomorrow. I can't have anything grapefruit because my blood pressure medicine. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it, 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 it stops, the the medicine stops working, and then you may have a build of it, build up of it. So like if you take your blood pressure medicine and you drink grapefruit, mm -hmm. then it does, that grapefruit juice doesn't allow certain medicines to dissolve, I think. Oh, yeah. And then it, and then. If you take another one, then now you have double up. That's why you're not supposed to drink grapefruit and Xanax. Do you, <clears throat> that's why? Do you, <laughs> do you know your blood type? Because uh, that has to do with what you're able to digest and not digest. gravy. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm the one, which, which one, could, which one was the one they said couldn't get COVID? Oh, uh, oh, positive, I'm O positive. Oh, really? Because yeah. like that, I, I went to this guy when I first like, was like in LA and had some money and like had to deal with some like ailments and shit. I got my first allergy test in my life when I was like 30. What are you allergic to? I was allergic to every grass, but like with the, you know what I mean? Out here, California grass is like sketchy uh, anyway. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in Virginia, we would sleep outside, nothing. Out here, I go for like one walk, I'm itching everywhere. It's like those little things are called foxtails. Do you know what those are? Yeah, 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 Fo yeah, those yeah, little yeah, things, yeah, foxtails, yeah. they get stuck in me. I actually have like things stuck in my arm at all times. Just from like walking through, really, like in LA outside, dust is a big one. Like I used to have I'm really hardcore allergic to really dust. bad eye bags. I used to have to ice my uh, my eye bags like every morning, and then I got, took the rugs out of my house. I have I will if if allergy, the other night winds kicked up, and immediately I was like I have COVID because it, my it, my throat hurt. Then it goes right to my lungs. Like I have I wake up the next day I'm like oh, and then throughout the day it's gone. What do you do? do you take Benadryl? I don't take anything. I have a weird thing about taking pills. Really? I like, yeah, yeah, even... Unless it's Xanax. A, unless it's Xanax. <laughs> no, I even have a hard time taking Xanax. I have a hard time taking anything because the second it goes in, my brain starts spinning out of control. And I don't like... They just upped my blood pressure medicine to um, to 100 milligrams of Losartan. Okay. And because they were like, so 50, 75 and 50, what the fuck? Either go 100 or 25. You barely need it or you need it. But wait, but who... Was this you switch doctors? Uh, No. No, I did this. I, I've talked about this. I'm ad nauseum um, now, but I, but I did this executive concierge physical right. where they test everything top to bottom, and that guy was like, "There's no, there's no not. There's a benefit in just having your blood pressure perfect, and then and then if you lose weight, which I've now lost, I was two sixty five at my in November." I'm now 248. Have you gone on metformin ever? What's that? This is shocking to me. What's this? Metformin is, it's a, um like Dr. David Sinclair, like all those people, Huberman, like all those people talk about it because it was a blood, um, nope, it was a diabetes medication where when they did all the tests on everyone, the people that took it and didn't have diabetes, like the control group had less instances of cancer and extreme like weight loss because it basically stops you from metabolizing sugar because it's to stabilize blood sugar for diabetic people. I started taking it, uh, it's changed my life. I can eat bread, really? I can eat anything. I don't have to work out the way that I used to. It's oh, great oh. for your skin. Oh, okay, it's, yeah. um, it's, they say that in 20 years, you're, it's gonna be required to take it in order to get health insurance. That's how much of a miracle it is. And what's it called? Metformin. 
it, it, preventative of cancer. Like so, like Rogan would say, because there is some research that you can't build as much muscle. So like if you're a bodybuilder, you might not be able, but who cares, you know? Yeah. That's something Rogan, you it's know? It's pre-diabetes. So my sugars were good. But if you like have pasta yeah. and go to bed, you take it before bed so that your body doesn't pr- turn into fat. I do that. See, I, right now I'm doing, because my all my tests came back good, Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get in front of it can you text your concierge doctor, concierge doctor? Yeah, do they yeah. ask about metformin because if there's a re, if there's a no medical reason you shouldn't be on it you should be on it i feel like like everyone should be on it this is the one he suggested you buy what? phil said buy that one that's a little baby pink though i like it but it's more i like the more electric pink i do too uh, i like i just sent a picture of you to jenny Aniston. No. Um, yeah, I had to. I like this more electric pink. She DM'd me the other night. Really? No, but just she. Let me rephrase that. I just wrote with she, your buddy Bert. Christian. She came up in my DM. Good. I look. I look good. I look muscular. Um, you I, do. I came up in, um, in. She retweeted one of the things I tweeted or whatever. Re, reposted it and it showed up in my DMs and I was like, oh, she's got it. And it, all it says is Jen Aniston. And I'm at dinner. I'm at dinner with my daughter and her friends. And I go, I just got a DM from Jennifer Aniston, and they drop their forks (laughs) and i was like oh it's not that big and they're like you have a dm from jennifer are you fucking kidding me so i was like i didn't respond i just i I don't know okay i like it just uh, yeah do like a double because it's gonna say seen which is dorky yeah she knows you've seen it jen I should give it to you and you should. I got one from Gabby Reese that's a fucking that's a big one for any fucking Florida kid blinkies donuts Really quick, you and I Jesse ha- Itzler. You and I have the same weird bump on our face. Where? Right there. Right here? Yeah. I have yeah. one too. I don't know what it is. Look, it's same exact spot. Yeah, what is it? I don't know, but if we if I turn sideways, we'd have it in the same exact spot. I think it's a milia, M I L I A, which is when you get a little hard calcification in, on your skin. Tommy Lee just hit me up. What? What's going on in your DMs? Oh, I don't know. Oh, this girl got beat up on her birthday. Jesus. And uh <clears throat> I don't know how to respond to a what the fuck, bro. Who? Uh, Tommy Lee. To Tommy Lee? No. He, he sent you a video about a girl that got beat up on her birthday? In, yeah, no, I gotta like, reply to this time. She got jumped on her birthday by some guys in a parking garage on Hollywood. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> she got jumped by a button and says, Hi, Tommy. I love oh. him. I did a movie with his uh, his, oh. his girlfriend, his wife was in, and he come and came and hung Brittany? out. Yes, it was the Machine Gun oh. Kelly movie, and she was in it. Their buds, because Machine Gun Kelly played Tommy Lee, Tommy yeah. Lee in a movie, so Tommy Lee's there, and he's just like the sweetest guy. Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly, Kelly lived right there. I thought he moved to Encino. No, no. Oh no, yeah, no. oh he's he's close by. Yeah, and so uh, he uh, he he has parties that are pretty. Wild. Him. Well, yeah, the, the guy that was living there before his parties were insane. Do you know any of your new neighbors? I met my neighbors next door. Yeah. Uh, next door neighbors, yeah. and they're fucking awesome. Really? Yeah. They they uh, own they. I shouldn't even tell anyone what they do or anything, but they have a ton of money. Okay. And they're from Israel, mm-hmm. and they we went to a neighborhood party 
about noise complaints. The person who brought it up didn't say anything. And then I meet the guy that lives next door to me who, who is a pretty loud. Like, they party fucking hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he, me and him hit it off immediately. He's like, you want to drink tequila? And I was like, yeah. And next thing you know, I'm at his house with the music blaring as loud as it could possibly be. <laughs> and we were having the time of our fucking lives. And then he's like, do you want to have Shabbat dinner with us? And I was like, he was, they, they were the coolest fucking people in the world. Do you remember when Kathy Griffin had to go to court against her neighbor in Calabasas? Like, the Kardashians were on one side of her and this other guy. And... She had to move. I think she had to move. I had to move because, because I had noise? a neighbor. It's It was on TMZ, my thing. I had a neighbor jump my fence and cut down 10 of my trees. And I had to move. This like what? Scared, this like Russian dude. Yeah, like had um, undocumented workers jump the fence, cut down my trees. And then I went to confront him about it. And it was like this whole nightmare. But Kathy Griffin had a crazy one Wait, too. pull up Whitney Cummings TMZ. <laughs> Well, the the neighbor saga was like such For real? a nightmare. Well, it was a Why nightmare. did he cut your trees on? He wanted a view of the hills. So that they're there for a couple reasons. Oh, neighbor tree hatchet. <laughs> oh God! What the fuck? I've never seen this article. When you're coming to neighbor, you kill my trees, but you can't stump the cops. Okay, I never said stump the cops. By the way, please say that you said that. That would be so great. Did you know that I didn't call Why the did cops? Why did he do this? Why did he do this? Okay, because here's here's exactly what happened. So I hear chainsaws. And in LA, you hear, you don't know how close something is or how far something yeah. is when there's like construction and you're in a like, you know, canyon or whatever. And I hear it and I'm like, at my, at this point, I'm like, I guess that's just my inner monologue, like just chainsaws going off. Cause I was like, that yeah. sounds close, but it's probably just, you know, in my head. And then um, I got, I don't know where my dogs are and they're barking and I go up and there's three guys on my property with chainsaws. They've already cut down. I mean, when I say like 45 feet high pines and, and, Cypresses, which it, it is a felony in California. Yeah. Trees that mature. These are, yeah, later when they estimated this, they're like, this is where, this would take $1.4 million to get all this back to restore this. You can't sue him because you'd have to put a lien on his house. Do you really want to put a lien on the house of some Russian motherfucker that just jumped your fence and cut down 10 of your trees? So I run up there, I see these like three guys, they don't speak English. And I was like, like, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, he told me we were allowed to. And I, I said to them, I was like, you need to leave now. Like, leave right now. Yeah. I didn't see. Do they have see- a picture of it? I, I do. I do in my phone somewhere. But I was like, you guys got to go. Get out of here. I never saw you. Like, I never saw you. Like, this guy put you in danger. Don't ever work for him again. Like, I, my dog's going to kill you. I would have shot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So just leave and everything will be fine. And jump Was this over- a house? That's not the house. No. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking It was in, hold on, but that was the house. Go back. Hold on. Go back to wherever. It's this house. But this house right here in here. Wait, no. That's my new house. Don't look that. That one. Yeah. So, uh. Click on the picture she has tapped on, Halston, so I can see it. No, no, not that one. The fucking one you. Yeah, the oh, oh, you couldn't see. You can't see her. Yeah, the two below there. The two below there. Underneath, yeah. go go lower. Go right. The trees yeah. would be behind what the, where the photographer right is taking. Yeah, so they would have been where we're sitting. The trees, like an acre up. Where was that? And up in Studio City. And I I go up there. And Russian men, I later learned, this is a generalization, obviously, but I feel like I, I'm allowed to criticize Russia right now. Is that okay? That uh, not in this room, you're not. They, <laughs> they, like, I was talking to someone who was like, oh, an, a man that's in his 60s that, like, grew up in certain parts of Russia, they believe that anything that a woman thinks they own, like, belongs to them. That's the house. And so... It's a great house. He jumps my fence. It, the, the trees are 10 feet into my yard. There's no way, you know, you could justify this. So I go, I start... Those are the trees right there? They were up here, higher, like up there. Okay. Because it's also, 
in California, tall trees serve as not only privacy. Oh, the ones, those tips, see those tips, tips, tips? Those are them. Those? Yep. And then two pine trees that were 45 feet tall. I mean, it was like, it's devastating. You don't realize how emotionally attached you were to trees that you never noticed before until they're chopped out in front of you. Uh, we had, this is gonna, not going to sound as highbrow, but we had a, uh, what's, the, what's the fucking thing? A bird of paradise. Yeah. We had a bird of paradise that in our backyard at our old house that blocked a lot of the noise from the alley and any of the lights from the alley. And I got and your property value from going up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It was when he when the guy cut it. Yeah. He cut it to make it healthy on his own. Didn't ask me. Like I don't give a fuck about the health of a bird of a paradise. Yeah. I want the, everything blocked. He decided it needed to be cleaned up, and now I could see a Jack in the Box sign very clearly from my backyard. And I was like, dude, you just ruined my. You ruined. I got in my pool, and now all I see is Jack in the Box. And he was like, you don't like it? And I was like. Jack in the Box? No, I love Jack in the Box. Don't get me wrong. I love Jack in the Box. But I don't like to see it all day, every day as an advertisement in my backyard. And he was like, but Jack in the Box is good, right? And I was like, what the fuck are we talking about, Jack in the Box? But so then I jump the fence. I go, I, I burst into the guy's home. Like I open his door, go into I his house. I love how off kilter you are. It, that's what I, I've learned. I know that even I know that's wild. Yeah. And and go in and I look to my left and I see a room that is set up like a hospital room with like lotion on the wall and a TV, you know, fashioned. Oh, yeah. And I look over and there's a girl who's probably looks like 14 or 15 who has like is hanging off the side of the bed that looks handicapped and whether it's palsy something. Yeah. So then my brain went. Like who lived, it was like set up. Like this is this child's life, you know, yeah. teenage handicap. And I was like, you know, you can see Universal City from here. You can see the fireworks. You can see the Harry Potter thing. So I'm like, he probably did it so she could have a view. If he had just asked me, if he had just knocked on my door. And I, I would have paid for it. I would have done the entire thing. If he said, hey, the fireworks go off at Universal. We can see him from here. My daughter would just, I'd be like, oh, I got this dude. I'll cut oh, him down. Wow. And so is that what ended up happening? They you... I had to call the police because they're like, you have to. Like, this yeah. is a felony. You've now broken into his house. <laughs> and then uh, I've now broken into his house. So because I said to him, I was like, you you jumped my fence and cut my trees. Yeah. He goes, how do you know they were your trees? And you're like, what? It was, they were on my fence. How do you know the fence is in the right place? You're like, how do I argue with this person? But in Russia, that thug mentality of like, it's mine. And what are you going to fucking do about it? And he's like, I'll see you in court. Great. And you're like, oh, you have so much leverage when you're that crazy. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's the... You, you're, it's overwhelming how much, how difficult it is to uh, fight someone who doesn't give a fuck. When someone doesn't give a fuck, you're like, oh, there's, I can't win because you don't give a fuck. That's fucking, yeah. we had, we had a, we had a friend. And now I have to sleep next to you and you're crazy. We had a friend put a wall up there. They had their house. Their neighbors put a wall up on their driveway, like, on the on the edge of their driveway down the thing mm. and th now they can't get out of their car on one side of the car <laughs> and i was like what the balls on some there's people there's nothing worse than having animosity with a neighbor i mean i had a pit in my stomach all i was so enraged because every time it's all i could think about but it's nice to know that kathy griffin had it too even up in calabasas yeah can you look at the calabasas thing she bought this wild house and the guy was just blasting music all day all night it was like an older guy and it was like I mean, when you're in your own home, constantly, neighbor, just type neighbor. The amount of money you spend and you're dealing with someone else's noise, like that is. This is why she left the United States. Didn't she? 
Uh, it's all gonna be severed head stuff, Halston. Oh you gotta God, be really specific. So much severed head shit. But I actually moved because I was, and then I went to England and I had posted on social media that I was gone. I came back and someone had scratched a smiley face into my door, my front door, and I know it was him. And like I literally, security was like, "You just have to move. Like this motherfucker is gonna like kill your dogs. Like you can't fuck with this guy." That is a thing too. Oh. People poison dogs. Oh, that's my all biggest the time, fear. All the that's time. That's why I always have my dogs in crates because someone could throw bologna over with Drano in it and it's done. Because I fuck with so many animal, crazy animal people, abusers. Yeah. Oh, so this guy's a CEO. What's a CEO of? Real quick. Music guy, right? Jeffrey Metzger. What's Jeffrey Metzger do? Ooh. That's in relation to, to Kurt? Metzger. I've never probably. heard that last name. Jeffrey Metzger. Fuck this guy. KB Home. I don't even know oh, that is. Oh, KB Home is like the biggest fucking. They're like one of the biggest realtors in in LA or so in California. There we go. One of nation's biggest home builders is putting a top executive on notice after vulgar rant against comedian Kathy Griffin, who was caught on tape and went viral. Oh damn! Can we see that? Uh, yeah, neighbor was recorded on a security camera hurling slurs against Griffin while in a heated argument with her boyfriend. Metzger was angered after Griffin or her boyfriend complained to police over a family get together at the house. So she had to start calling the police and filing noise complaints. Well, it's, it's crazy because playing music is one of those things like, uh, like smelling. Like you don't realize how bad you smell until someone points it out. And music is the same. It's like I, none of my neighbors who play music, and they do it at times, mm -hmm. none of them know how they sound. And, and by you the just way, gotta, you just, I kind of go, I'm sure I do it, and, and it bothers them at times. And when you play it, it's always the perfect amount. When someone else plays it, it's too loud. Yeah. When you have friends over, you're like, how do you not get how fun, how much fun we're having? Yeah. And then when they do it, it's just fucking annoying as shit. Well, her house is pretty close. But there's also a way to do it. There's a That's way to crazy. go. There's a way to go. If I'm going to have a party at my house outdoors, I text my neighbor and I go, hey, this Sunday from noon to five, I'll probably have people over. Can you just let heads? The, the neighbor, my yeah. next door neighbor did that exact same thing. You just have to let my him know. My son's getting married. By the way, Halston, you were here when we did the podcast where we could hear it. He's like, he, apparently he texted Leanne. Leanne never told me. Mm -hmm. He's like, my son's getting married. We're going to be partying pretty hard that evening. Yeah. Please come over. We have a camel. And <laughs> they had a camel. They had a camel. And and by the way, when I went over to his house, I was listening to them listen to music. Yeah. And it didn't sound that bad in their house. Can I tell you who lives down the street from me? Ooh. Who is the has causes the most noise in the neighborhood? Uh Logan Paul? No. <laughs> no, but I lived like three doors down from him. I remember the, that. During I remember. the pandemic. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it would just every time I just stepped out of the house, like a fucking tinted G Wagon almost hit me. I was tinted like, the neighborhood was fucking wild. <laughs> And uh, and so, uh, what was what were we talking about? Who lived down lives down the street from you? Who's loudest? Marion Ross. She's the mom from Happy Days. No way. Yes, she lives at the end of this cul-de-sac. She has these outdoor parties that are huge. When you're there, it doesn't sound that loud. But yeah. when you go back to my house, which is like a quarter mile away in a valley, it's it so sounds, loud. It sounds so, that's so crazy. So it's sort of like the acoustics make it carry. She's 85 years old. Yep. Can you see the outside of the house, dude? She has ragers, and you know what else she has? She has like plastic animals in her yard, like deer and cows. Like something's going on over oh, there. I'd love to go to a party at her house. Uh, that's not you, dude. Come. I've been thinking about crashing because she'll have so 200 funny. people. Because your your house is perfect Thank like you. you're in the middle of nowhere yeah and it's like and it, you're safe two miles from a er yeah but well, in the middle oh, of nowhere yeah at the same time none of these are it i'll have to look it up but she's got like two acres that's like fenced in that's what's cra that's what's crazy about even like 
Well, that's what's crazy about uh, L.A. is that you can buy the nicest fucking house, but you still have neighbors. Or you're looking at neighbors. I remember one time I looked at um, whatever. I fucking am just get a name. I'm not keeping anyone's secrets anymore. Yeah, I'm, d- I've ha- I'm done, dude. So one time I looked at a house in Nichols Canyon and uh, it was it was a weird house, but I wanted it. It was like five little like villas, like five self like one bedroom houses. It's yeah. very odd. And I was like, oh, I could do this, like have friends stay here, whatever. And I go out and I'm like, I think I'm going to buy this. I think I'm going to buy this house. And I'm looking over the like Nichols Canyon Valley where you see every single house, you yeah. know? And you're like, I could, I could do this. And then I just hear like, like it's just one like fucking woodpecker. I'm like, I don't even, like what? It's so loud, but it's just yeah. like the t- it's like a hammer and a nail. Yeah. And it's so loud. I'm like, what is that? Is that good? They're like, oh, Tim Allen lives two doors down and he's always doing construction on his house. He really like, is a tool time guy. With like one hammer. With one hammer? So you're like, it's not like three months of construction. It's just all day, every day. He's doing something. We, Leanne wanted to buy a house in Ojai. And so she goes with me and she, she tells me about it. Mm. It's Which Ojai, like for people that don't, it's like a sort of suburb. No, it's not a suburb. It's like a town outside LA. My problem with it is it's not near the mountains or the beach. It's kind of like desert. It's, yeah, it's a little bit in the desert and it's, it's, uh, well, I'll tell you more about it as I tell this story. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I want to say it's like 15, 20 acres. It's huge. Oh, it's wow. huge. On top of a mountain. On top of a mountain, the wow. big fires burned it, burned the house down. So it's just an empty thing. But all that's left is the pool. Is That's the only thing, obviously, that didn't burn. But it's it's huge. And so Leanne takes me up there. And as we drive up, we're getting to the top of the mountain. And the girls roll down the window. And I smell farts aggressively. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And Leanne goes, oh, it's sulfur. Um, but that's it's oil county and it and it's it doesn't happen all the time. And I said, Really? And so I get up to the top and I say to the lady, um, I go, This smells pretty aggressive. And she goes, Oh, it's it's better when you get away from the edge of the mountain. I said, You mean the view? The <laughs> the view? And she goes, Yeah, it's not that bad when you get away from it. So we start taking a walk and it does go away. But when you get back to where you'd want to stand on this place to go look at the fucking ocean, it's farts. And I go <laughs> and I said, I and I and Leanne goes, it smelled like this last time I was here. And I was like, and it smells like this this time? I think it's going to smell like that all the time. She goes, yeah, but if you can get past that. And I go, no. That's why you buy a house is so you have the mountain. There, you ever heard of fresh mountain air? That is the point of a mountain is the fresh Glade has yeah, made billions yeah. off this concept. And we're smelling farts. And she goes, don't worry, when the wind blows the other direction, you can't smell it. And I go, so you're saying half the time I'll smell it. <laughs> it also gets so hot up there, it heats up, and it's like yeah. hot trash smelling. And it was so bad. But what is sulfur? Why does it smell that bad? I don't know. It's salt coming from what? Because there's it's, no... Because she said, oh, it's oil country. If you live in Ohio, that's oh. what you get. It's oil country. So then we have like a few friends that live in Ohio, and we called them. and like, does this smell of farts at your house? And they're like, no. <laughs> the name of the mountain was something... I swear to God, it was like Sulphur Mountain. See if that's a, I, I'm not even kidding. The name of the mountain we were on was Sulphur Mountain. Oh, see if that's a real thing. Is it S-U-L-P-H-U-R or F-E-R? S-U-L-L. Sulphur Mountain. Oh, hi. We were on Sulphur fucking Mountain. So you looked at it. You looked at we this We looked house. at it. It's a real fucking place. And the reason they call it Sulphur Mountain is because it smells like fucking farts. We get in the car and I go, I look at the, the thing on, on thing, what you call it? And I go, so Sulphur Mountain. That's the name of this mountain? She goes, yeah. I go, and the lady's saying it doesn't always smell like sulfur? She goes, yeah. I go, it's called Sulfur Mountain. That's like when you call a woman a whore because she 
there's chances are, chances are, not always. When <laughs> when a guy's called lefty, chances are you don't have a left fucking arm. It's sulfur fucking mountain and you think it's gonna change smells? They call it sulfur mountain. That's like shit valley. God. Queef peaks. Queef peaks. You know okay. old fatty, the skinny guy? What the fuck is wrong with you? So if you could get a second home anywhere, gun to your head. You had to pull the trigger so funny. today. I had, I had that written down for you. My my answer is Montana. Where? I never know. Yellowstone. I've been to Yellowstone one place Club. In Montana. Uh, that's right outside um, uh, Bozeman. I would probably people love Bozeman. I would probably go to Bozeman. I, I don't know. I, I would like. I would like a. I would like to be off the grid, as fuck. Uh-huh. Where you could do shit in the day. Where you could go like swimming in a lake and then ride motorcycles and horses. We've been and, to Wyoming. I love it Wyoming. It is paradise. It's but amazing. Jackson Hole, I think, Jackson Hole would probably be my number one, but I feel like it's gotten real fancy. It's like Aspen yeah. now. I want to go to a place where like, where where I'm not the oldest dude and there are dudes older than me that still look young. You know what I mean? Like, we know when you go to Colorado, you go to like, uh, when you go to like, say like... Um, I was literally just, have you been to Vail? Yeah. In the surrounding area? It is so goddamn beautiful. We were just in Breckenridge. Yes, that's was, where Emily goes, um, who runs my podcast. Yeah. Uh, I went to Vail for a corporate gig, and Vail itself is kind of like a mini Switzerland. It's like a super fancy, but yeah. outside it is like the most down-to-earth people, and it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. The only problem is the altitude. It's not a relaxing oh. place, because if you're, if you're like me and you drink a lot, then you are literally sucking wind for half the time. Do you ever go to like beaches that are like Southern Georgia, like Tybee Island? And yeah, I've been to all of them. I love Tybee Island. Hilton Head. Hilton Head, Tybee Island, Defusky, like all like Sanibel. Uh, S- Sanibel's down on on in, underneath Tampa. Sanibel is oh. one of the most beautiful places in the fucking world. Saint Augustine, go all the way down that coast. We've surfed. I say surfed. I, we, as a kid, we surfed, but I sucked. But we surfed all the way down that That's coast obvious. when I was we in that. high school. I'm going to Hawaii at the end of the month to learn how to surf. Really? Why Hawaii? Because uh, I know that there will be waves there. And if there isn't, I can still be in Hawaii. Have you seen that um, documentary, The 100-Foot Wave? The guy that's searching the yeah. wave? Yeah. 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 Why did, we, why did I have to sit through four hours of that? Do you, do, couldn't that have been like 30 minutes? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a new show on... Uh, <laughs> on Netflix called the, the Most Hated Man on the Internet. Yeah, I've seen it. So what I did is I started watching it and then I just Googled Hunter Moore and then read the whole thing and was like, I got it. Like I can do that sometimes with mystery movies yes. where I go, I go I'm go, i not going to be involved for this whole thing. Just tell me what happens. I and This is a very hot take. I enjoy a movie more when I know the ending. He kind of looks like Giannis Papas. He does. Um, uh, I know the ending and then I can just enjoy the execution of it. I, I, I just went and saw uh, Top Gun when I was in Austin and I just had to, I had to know if anyone died. I just was like, it's a va- very valid. Now I can just enjoy it because I kind of yeah. know what I'm dealing with and I don't have to like panic so hard. I think there should be an app where you can, uh, sit next to a celebrity and watch a movie. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Maybe that's not what's a great in it for idea. the celebrity. Yeah, not much. Not much. <laughs> not much. I watched Top Gun next to Chris Titus, and so I love Chris 
Titus. Yeah, I sat next to Chris Titus and his family with my family, and the, his family and my family watched the movie together, and it was really interesting because there's no one else in the theater, and so we just talked throughout the whole fucking movie, and it was really fucking fun. This is what I lo uh, loved about. Um, Do uh, not bring up Chris Titus to Shane Gillis. See, I love this kind of shit talking where no one's even mad about it. Like um, Ron White on uh, Two Bears with Tom brought up Richard Jenny and he was like, yeah, Richard Jenny, you know, he's the best. I mean, I think about people that were better than me that should have had bigger careers than me. You know, yeah, he's going yeah. in with this like, you know, like adulation of this guy is incredible. And then Tom was like, what was he like? And he's like, he was such a fucking asshole. Yeah. But it wasn't mean. It was just like, this is who he was. He was just an asshole. Yeah, well, he killed himself. I don't think he was kind to himself either. It wasn't talking shit because it was just true yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying well there's there's so many comics that it's not talking shit there are just assholes well because you also like would you disagree i'm not talking shit about you because like would you disagree yeah you know yeah if like i think i think i cared more about what other comics thought about me whereas like a guy like richard jenny did not care and he just was like all right fuck the world but he was actively that story was actively sadistic like he would go uh uh ron white walked in and said hey and then Richard Jenny looked at the someone and was like, "How long is he going to be here?" He like went out of his way to be a dick. What's uh, that? What is that? Uh, he was like that to me. The one, not not really. He was very dismissive to me. But I, I was, I mean, I was nobody. Which I mean, I guess you shouldn't do that. That's to even weirder. Yeah, like I walked up to the upstairs of the Improv, and I was hosting for him. It was just me and him doing the show, and I walked up and I was like, uh, I was like, "Hey, man!" And he had a fucking tons of notes, like writing tons of notes. And I was like, it was right after 9-11. And he was, I was like, hey man, what do you want me to say about you? And he was like, uh, they should be able to handle that. And I was like, okay. As in someone else should as give in, you his intro? As in, yeah, someone like, I should go get it from the, so I was like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know who the fuck. Richard but in Teddy what was. other job can you do that? Can you just, the, your coworker, you just get to be like, Everyone not my like fucking that. problem. Everyone was like that. But Everyone you're working like for the that. club. You're not working for no, him at that but point, it was, right? It was, but it was a weird time where like people's success it like, like, I'm I'm hesitant to even say it because I like her so much. But Janine was like that. Like, hmm. uh, like, um, there were so many people back then mm -hmm. where I think by you not knowing who they were mm. and them being like legit celebrities, mm -hmm. legit. Or and by on way, the way, no one who's going to believe them. There's no Twitter at the time. Yeah, if you snitch, you know it doesn't get no, anywhere. No, it's not getting anywhere. And I remember everyone was. I mean, I, once again, I like Janine, and I and I'm a big fan of hers. But she refused to shake my hand, like when she got on stage. She went like, "I that's I like, tough." And I was like, "That's tough." Okay. Also, if you're going to do that, fine. Just give me a heads up before. Yeah. Just, I mean, it was there, was there were very few like. Uh, What's his name? Rick Overton. You know why I want to do this? Back to Rick Overton. This is making me feel like I should, just really quick, just as you're telling yeah. the story, keep this in your mind. I, for some <laughs> reason, have decided, I had this epiphany that was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't really want to make movies, like write them and then make that, you know, because it's just like such a nightmare. Um, like I'm doing some, but to take one on, you know, I don't have yeah. to tell no, you. It's no, a, I know, yeah, yeah. It's a tremendous yeah. amount of work. Now if I'm writing it and, you know, in it and the whole thing. But um, how good is this idea of what? like six comics that were big and sort of hit a little bit of a decline, hit hard times. And so each one of them separately takes a gig, they do like 30 grand, they're just doing a, like a comedy cruise 
and they all are just doing it for like a money gig. It's like, it's like a mincia, it's a dice, it's yeah, a, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and they all show up and there's like six of them and no one knew anyone else. It was like, they thought this was kind of this like undercover gig and it's yeah. like six comics that have all this beef that have to be on a like comedy cruise for seven yeah. days and they like are actually doing stand up. We're actually seeing them, but then we're seeing them like work out their shit of like 20 years ago, <laughs> you didn't fucking shake my hand, you know? Yeah. And all, and this is where my brain goes, right? Like, uh, so like, like, yeah. And then, and then you find out that the guy that's, you know, uh, the, the guy running the room on the cruise, mm -hmm. the guy that's been interacting with all of them and been listening to him, he's actually a billionaire who loves comedy and he just wants to watch his heroes get back together. Oh, <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> All right, we should end this. This has been almost two hours now. Oh my gosh, I Nadav's gonna kill us. Really, I feel like you always kill it on a podcast. That's very nice. I feel like I'm working hard on just going with the flow. The fans no. like you. But don't you're you're so fucking naturally interesting and funny. Congrats on the new special. Thank you. Congrats on the new special, and we always end with "I love you." I love you. I but love wait, you. what is the thing Tom's doing? Really quick, that he shot himself. What? Oh, uh, I, I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm now trying to ask questions I have from the last two episodes for the fans that are wondering the same yeah. thing. For anyone who's <laughs> listening, Tom accidentally shot himself in the leg out on Rogan's ranch. So, yeah. All right. And that's why he couldn't be here. All right. And by the way, also, I said it on the podcast over Rebeglia. Please don't bring it up. Tom is also an amazing ventriloquist. I love you. It was great talking to you. <laughs> Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave.